Welcome to Ben Navarra's podcast with your host, Ben Navarra's. It's cool to hear. It's intense to hear. Like mm-hmm. your energy is crazy. How do you keep it up? Man, I just, I don't know. I'm just always on the go, you know, and I just think like, I got to be, I, me personally, like I'm a busybody. Like I talk with my hands. So, and I'm, I'm always, I want to be like handsy with something if I'm just doing nothing, you know. So that's, <laughs> yeah, for real. So like, um, I think just just as, just to keep going and stuff, it's just like, I always have something to do. And when you run a business, like there's always, always, always like something that you forgot to do that day. And it's like when you, you got downtime, well, I'm doing, you, you're doing something or you're doing something. So, yeah. So what did, where did you start? Like where, where did it initially like begin this kind of busybody? Were you the kid in like elementary that was never in line? Were you that kind of kid? Uh, Never in line, but probably the one that's class clown. All, all the time, you know, doing something that I wasn't supposed to do. That was me. Um, just try, just get into getting into things, you know. Um, maybe like, you know, my downtime, or just even like as a kid, I, I was always drawing, 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 and that's kind of what stuck with me. And it's over time, I felt like that's what made me like um, kind of control a lot of stuff in, in high school and stuff because. Every every homework paper that I was that I that I had had drawings on it. Whether I was drawing my name, whether I was just doodling like a design, I was always just doing something. This podcast is brought to you by Gold Star Barber Studio. These guys have some of the best haircuts in the state of Texas. They have six locations in the Bryan College Station area, San Antonio, and in the South Valley. They also have their website, goldstarbarberstudio.com. Please visit their website, get you some merch, schedule you a an appointment with one of their amazing barbers. I go to Jeff. I think Jeff is, you know, he's been my f- best barber that I've ever had. So the speed at which they're able to accomplish things, you know, all of us are busy people. We're trying to get in and out. They harp on speed and quality, and they do not lack on either of them. So I recommend that you guys go ahead and visit Gold Star Barber Studio and get yourself a new barber and beautiful cut. This podcast is brought to you by those at Proactive Chiropractic BCS. Their mission is by to universally promote optimal wellness through the community by encouraging patient education, successful relationships, and individual growth. They are located on Harvey Road in College Station, Texas. And these guys, Dr. Allen and his team, have been there when I had pain and not only took me through what we normally see from chiropractors, but they went the extra step and made sure that I was feeling good for long periods of time, giving me exercises that were going to promote my long-term wellness. Those guys at Proactive Chiropractic BCS are some of the best guys in the business. I recommend you go check them out as soon as you can. They are located in Bryan, Texas, and 
hopefully soon growing because we know we all need more quality chiropractors. Did you want to be like a tattoo artist? Was that the goal? Um, at that time, I didn't. I didn't have a goal. Like I always, like a kid growing up, you want to be a football player. You know, everybody's dream is go to be a football player. That's fair. You know, so I I was talented, but I just didn't have like the size and stuff like that. I went to a D three school, you know, for to play football, but but I had to go on an academic scholarship. But just as a kid, like. Just running around the recess, doing those things. Um, my dad was a welder. My mom, she worked at the ISD. So I would growing up. There was no like, there was no like. Oh, you're gonna do you're gonna do this one day, or you're gonna do this. Like, it was just consistent. Wake up at six o'clock in the morning. My dad wake up at six sometimes, seven, five o'clock. They got a load trucks. So, you know, he was a welder. So just seeing them, it was just like, okay, well, you know. One day I'm just getting to habit, just doing a, the same thing over and over and over and over again. But me being like the busybody and stuff, I was like, I don't, I don't think I would be happy just, just doing that, working at being working a nine to five and being content. Like I think it's the hardest thing. My parents did nine to five, yeah. and getting out, uh, going to school. I got also, I also got kicked out my first semester of college, mm-hmm. and I was just, I was wanted to have fun. I was, I worked in, I was powerlifting. That's all I wanted. Okay. I, I was. A busybody kid in that I just wanted to work out. Like that's mm-hmm. all I wanted to do. And if I wasn't in the gym, if I wasn't being active, then I was terrible in school. Yeah. Right. And it's like that's the only place that I felt good. And I got to college and it's like, oh shit, you also gotta go to class. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm like, damn. So I didn't end up going to class pretty much mm-hmm. really at all my first semester. I worked in a laboratory doing like research and then I did um powerlifting. Power yeah. And when I, at that point, I knew, like, this, like, I'm, like, I can't do a 95. Like, yeah. just do this lifestyle, because that's pretty much what school kind of teaches you, right? Like, it you, teaches you just to follow the rule and do the thing. And do the thing, yeah. But then you have no guidance on, like, wh- how do you start a business? What does that mean? What does that look like? And so, like, just as you said, like, today, nowadays, like, CTE, they're, they're trying to push uh, uh, technical, like, trades in, in high school. And I've been working with a lot, like just this two weeks ago. What does CTE stand for? Uh, it's um, damn, you got me on that one. I know I just said uh, it's career technical education. I think okay. that's what it is. Uh, so it's like a, it's like a trade. You know, you go a welding, you you go and do uh, you can do welding. They have cosmetology. Brian I Brian ISD. So Rudder High School was one of the first in Texas to start the to offer the barber program. And then it was a school. It was a school in um in the valley, so one of my one of my friends was. I know that we offered it in my high school, Elsa at, at Couch Elsa. I know we had like a cosmetology. I don't know that we had a barber. Yeah, show. cosmetology was it wasn't a lot. My mom actually was um a cosmet was in cosmetology school when she was pregnant with my sister, and then she was she was in cosmetology. She dropped out. It took I think two years to go back, and then she got pregnant with me, and she was in cosmetology. She tried to get back, and get back into school, and she was pregnant with me, and then she just didn't finish, so she ended up getting her GED. But that's what she wanted to do. All like she was into cut hair. Did uh, you know that? Well, obviously. Well, not, right? she 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 told me she told me that like that's like she tells people like, you know, it was just it was it's in him, it's 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 in him, you know, to do this to be to be a barber, or to be a hairstylist, you know, and. The crazy thing is, like, 
I didn't see this as a kid, but people know, like people know me, like the older crowd knows me and my, and my grandma. They know my grandma. Who's your grandma? Why uh, her name is grandma? Linda Pacina. So they knew her because she did hair in Calvert. She had a hair a beauty salon in Calvert. And um, but so the crazy story is that mo you know back in the day it was segregated. Yeah. So my grandma would t- make sure she took care of everybody. So she would take care of the whites in the morning, and at night she'd take care of the blacks. She was keep her. She would, she would stay late, but she, they'll have to go through the back door. And she, and I heard the story from an, one of the elderlies who who knew my grandma. You know that I would I would start cutting his hair and stuff, and and, and so the his wife. No, his mom was telling me the story of my grandma. I was about and, to ask, like, was it yeah. generational? Like, are you cutting yeah. their hair too? Yeah, so Keith Trotter is actually, uh, he's from Calvert, runs um, runs the high school. And uh, so I've been cutting Keith Trotter probably since I've been at Funky Chavot. And I left Funky Chavot in 2014, I believe. What was your process? Like, when did you first, so you went to school, when did you get first get... I guess qualified or certified. Like, what do you call that? To be a barber, yeah. to get my barber license yeah, yeah. Um, in 2011. So yeah, 2011. That's when I was. It was 1,500 hours at the time, and yeah. I was doing eight in the morning to nine at night. And I finished. It's... I finished 1,500 hours in like a little less than eight months. Damn. And now, yeah. how many hours is it? Right now, it's a thousand hours, and you can finish it as little as seven months. You you can submit 185 hours a month as as a as a school for a student. And do you work with Brian ISD since they offer that within their CTE program? So, just this past just this past few months, I, w- I went to speak to um to uh D A D A P or D A E P. It's it's like the the kids go all the bad kids get sent there from okay. the high school. So like you got high school, middle school, and you had elementary kids there. And I got to, I went to go speak to those kids, you know, just and I told and my topic to speak to those kids was a second chance. Like you have a second you have a chance now because you you're not in jail. But I, I cut kids that are in jail. I got friends that, you know, that um Darius Bass, he he works for the juvenile and he tells me about all these kids. And we we do, we do haircuts and stuff too for the kids and, and we do haircuts for everybody like all the kids the youth anybody that I can tap into this the youth like I'm doing something for them because like like my kids are gonna grow up around them so and my kids are never gonna experience some of the stuff that I've been able to experience but if I we can make the change now and 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 impact the youth like they they'll experience some but not like. Think about it. Like, think about your childhood and then what we're living in now. It's a it's a different style. It's, it's like thinking about what my parents have to go through. And, like, we couldn't go to the, the peewee football. And I was always so mad. Like, mm-hmm. why? I want to be in peewee. All the, all the cool guys Pee- are in Pee- yeah. peewee. It's like, now I realize, oh, we couldn't afford it. Yeah. We couldn't afford it and we didn't have the time. Like, my parents were working all day. All By the time day. they got home, like, they didn't want to fucking pick me up or take me to the place. Like, and then to be here in my own place, like, it's kind of insane, you know? Yeah. Like, I talked about that the other day. I was like, made it out. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of people say that, like, dog, you made it. And I'm just like, like, what is But I would say, like, what's made it? Like, like. What has made it? Yeah. What do you think? When, and so I say, like, you say, because if everybody, like, a lot of people that I hang around with, like, literally, like, they all didn't come from nothing, you know, and. 
you know, and it's it's not to blame nobody, but it's just like like how generations go. Like your parents are supposed to build for you as you're supposed to build for your kids, but not everybody has that opportunity. You know, maybe it's it's financial stuff, or it's just maybe that's just not just taught the right environment. The right environment. It's not that nobody's still instilling education in, into us. So I say, you know what? Like, if I create a, a big enough platform one day, I, I would be able to tell kids now what they should do in the future. Because think about it. Like, have you ever just said, "Damn, if I only knew this sooner." Yeah. Everybody says that. Yeah. Everybody says that. But you can't change everybody. Like there's a room of 20 people. You can't change all 20 people. But if you can change that one, you can change at least one person, then you're doing something good for the future. So it's like because I went to speak to these kids at the College Station High School and I taught uh, economics class six periods. I never thought I would be teaching anybody, you know. <laughs> maybe a coach one day, you know, because I was I, I loved sports. Yeah. I said maybe I'll be a coach one day, but I never thought I'd be a teacher. And I got I I talked to these kids with with every like what I have experienced because they're doing five year goals right now in, in economics class. They're working on five year goals. So I had I said, oh cool, I can I can for sure tap into that. Because I set goals, and where I'm got to in life is because I've set goals. And when my students in school, chapter two is about setting goals, life skills. And then so every day I'm still setting goals. I'm listening to other people's goals. I'm trying to get other people to reach their goals. So like I was like, bro, I can I can kill this class for you. And sure enough, and, and I, the impact and you're did. making on these kids, like it's kind of insane to be like you came out of here and you're able to go back and. For whatever reason, I never thought, like, barbers don't, like, do it, you know? Like, you can just be, like, a barber at, like, a 4.0 or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you're fucking doing it, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's inspiring for a lot of kids, uh -huh. and, like, the impact you have. And not even kids, but other other people. I, I was at a, my first barbershop, and the, uh, it was a 5 and $10. Like, I got a flyer that I shared in the class for the students, you know, and how I how I involved the game. But walk, uh, when I was at an in-style barbershop, I would go to like grocery stores. I go to the mall, and there's kids that see, "Oh, mama, look, mama, look! That's the that's the barber. That's the Mike, Mike the barber." Like kids, and I'm just like, "Dang!" Like, and, I, and that's and I wouldn't even like I was decent cutting hair then, you know. And I didn't have like the platform that I had now. And I and I was telling I I, I preached this like back in 2011 and 2012. I was like, one day, barbers are going to be the new athletes. The hell of a claim to make. Barbers will be the new athletes. Why? Because just walking around and when you see an athlete, like you're, oh, you're you're so lit. You're like, you want to take pictures, and I was like, these kids are looking up to, to me in a grocery store. Like, I just cut hair. Just, just cut hair. Just quote unquote. Just, just cut, cut hair. hair. That's right? what people would say when I was a barber. Oh, oh, you're, oh, you gonna cut hair? I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go be a barber. Because when I was in barber school. I was in there in Houston at in Houston at Texas Barber College. Well, everybody was there was felons, damn near everybody. It was a last resort career for a lot of people, and I was like, you know what? Like, I love to do this. Like, you said you had to went to school, and you know you was powerlifting and, and hanging, you know, hanging out with a lot all the guys and stuff. Well, when I went to football, it was the same thing. So I I, I had to stay in an all males dorm at McMurray, and on the bottom floor. 
I would cut hair there all day long. And I had people from, if you're familiar with Abilene, I don't know if you are or not, not but really. there's as Abilene Christian, it's McMurray, and then it's Hardin Simmons. Okay. I had people from all, all both of the other campuses and, and the dorm, just I'm chopping up, cutting everybody, boom, 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 all day long. I think there's there's two, three things that pop out of my, my head why you would have that. It's like the speed at which you're doing, mm-hmm. the quality of work needs to go, and then your energy you can feel. Yeah. You're fucking moving. Yeah. I, I, look, I always say like, I, I put a post the, the other day. I said, I said uh, it might not be exactly like this, but take your hobby seriously. One day it will pay off. Take your hobby seriously and one day it will pay off. Everything that I've done is from a hobby. Like who, when I was cutting hair, like it was because I loved to do it. And I wasn't doing fades when I first started. I was just doing designs. I was just, I was, I was like, you got a hair, you got a little bit on a hair on your head right now, like on the side, bro, let me do a design. But was all right, cool. And I'll talk him up to it. And I was like, let me do a design. And so everyone's looking at that hair like, oh, where'd you get that? Yeah. And then it was like, oh man, they think, they think I'm doing the haircut and the design. And I'm just like, I'm just doing the design. My friends know I'm doing the design, but they, they don't know that I'm not cutting the hair. So I started, you know what? I'm I'm gonna get it all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it all. I'm gonna get the design money, the the haircut money. Like I'm gonna get it all. And so was designing always going to be like do you guys go to barber battles? Like was that always the uh, goal? Nah, it my first barber battle was crazy. You know how like TikTok been out for a little while. But when I was a barber, like it was it was MySpace, it was Facebook. Vine came. Vine came out for a little bit in our career, but it was, Instagram had just came out. So if you go to my, if you go through my Instagram, and a lot of people say, "Why don't you delete like some of your stuff?" And I was like, "Nah, I want people to to see. Like, you want to be nosy, just go look." Hell yeah! And yeah, I want people I like to that. see. I like that. Like where where I came from, but if you look at my my Facebook and my Instagram, my my Instagram doesn't have really bad haircuts because I was already cutting hair and I got into the groove of okay these are good haircuts but when Instagram came out I didn't have like old old haircuts like I didn't have that yeah so you're, when only, you're only posting the updated you right the, up, just, the, the everyone, me the, the me now everyone, you know everyone just sees that and they're like man this guy is just, just already good yeah already and I, good. He's, there, he's already good and then so I went to this barber battle I went to this barber class it was Pacino's class and I went to Joe Barber's class Joe Barber was it was Pacino's and he launched an app, and he went on tour. So it was Pacino's and he hit, his guest was Mark the Barber and Joe Barber. And from there is when I learned about a barber battle, and it was called a hair hair palooza. It was Joe the Barber and Eric Zuniga. What kind of tour are they doing? They they're launching an app okay. before before anybody like a a how to haircut app, and that that app Pacino's now is is like. Is I can say you know are you into what are you into like powerlifting? Yeah. Power okay, lifting. so let's just say like the top dog in powerlifting, he's got he's got his own line. He's probably got his own, uh, his his clothing line. Maybe if, if he has his own weights, training programs, everything. All. That's what Pacino's has. And is it good quality? Like good clippers and stuff like like the best kind of stuff. Man, it's 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 the top dogs and and it was the top dogs at the time in the industry. So it's just like any other. What he did was he scaled the market. 
And when he scaled the market, he was like, everybody's using a phone. Like, how can I get paid off this phone? And he had a good team of people around him. Just his friends are his managers. And so it's like, so he when he scaled the market, he he created a need, not a want. He created a need for people. Oh, dang how-to haircut videos, taper, mohawk, design, portrait, everything you you can think of. How did you learn? Cutting on my cousins. Cutting, trying, Trial and error? Try, proving people wrong that I, I really did that fade when I didn't do that fade. <laughs> yeah, that's how I learned. Like, I just... You didn't have no YouTube? No, it wasn't out like that. No, there was one. It was there was one barber on YouTube. It was called Kaken. Kaken the barber. But, he, but to go back and look at his videos now, they're not hidden like how we thought they was back in the day. Like them cuts, they're not hidden like they was back in the... It was Kaken the barber. He was cutting in his garage. And then you had Rick the barber. He had a... a, a, a uh, a toothbrush as a, as a as his brush, as a like toothbrush as the brush. Mm-hmm. So you know you got the barber and he's brushing your hair. Yeah. He had a toothbrush. He used to have use a toothbrush. Damn. So that's so everybody knows Rick from his his toothbrush. But Rick Rick even he's a he's a business mogul. He took barbering, you know, and then he used his barbering to to fund his other vision, which was which is commercial real estate. Yeah, and he's and he works for uh, a wall. He works for Wall, the Clipper company. WHL. So they, he tra- yeah, the Wall Clipper uh, company. Yeah. And he travels the world for Wall, just teaching people how yeah. to cut and 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 just just business stuff. He's got a thing called Motivational Mondays, and he drops game gems on that. You're on the way. Who's Jim? Jim no, Barber. gems like he drops like grow no, like gems, knowledge gems. like okay, yeah, okay, gems. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. The the speed. You're like you're just fucking. Gone. You are doing that thing though. Like you're on the way to building your own. You're a business mogul. Yeah. I mean, what you said earlier. In town, you have six barbershops, mm-hmm. and then a food truck. Yeah, yeah. We just well, we just we're just launching it. Um, it's called Winging It. <laughs> I like it. I like it's the wings, burgers, and tenders. Like what we used to cook at our at our restaurant, and but we we rented out so. Right now we're in the process. We're gonna rent it out our restaurant, so it's still half time. You know we got we got a manager working for us right now, but we're gonna rent out um, our spot. And I took the our I took our kitchen appliances and I put them in our food truck. I bought the food <laughs> truck because we was gonna use it because our business we were our, our our business was booming before COVID hit. Business was booming. We have the best wings in the city. Uh man, but it just wasn't out there yet. Wing. It wasn't just out there yet. You know, it was like, like every like people who knew us had, like came, but then when COVID hit, it just it was just like a lot of businesses stopped. You know, yeah. and then so we didn't push the food truck. We focused on the the um the storefront. You focus on the building. You know, and then we got the opportunity to purchase everything. We bought the land. The building, the land, we have owned everything in there. So it was like, dang, like, my, then my one of my business partners, he started, he got a, picked up, his business picked up in Quero. You know, he's he's into, uh, like, construction, you know, drywall, she rock and stuff. You're, you have to be surrounded by a hell of a community. Like, the people that you are, like, that are... You, that I'm a, I think I'm, I'm a hell of a motivator because I make them do something. Like... There, I, there's a lot of people that's been around me, but they're not around me no more. There's a lot of family that's been around me, but that's not around me no more, because like, you have to bring now you have to bring something to the table, 
because we're all we're all growing, you know, and it's like I just want you to be su- successful for yourself, not for me, because I'm gonna do my thing regardless. Just bring something to the table because, like, for instance, if we go out to a place like my goal now is not to travel the U.S. It's to travel the world. So I want to bring. I want to do that with my partners. I want to do that with my my friends. But yeah, not that, that's the life, you man. know. That's making it. That's and that, and that's when people say you made it. Okay, well, what's making it for you? Like that's what I tell people. Like, what's making it for you? Because you see, I you say I made it, but I haven't even done what I wanted to do, you know. But that's what I was saying earlier. Like people come from different aspects of life. It's like. Like if you like if you got a family who's who had who who had to leave Mexico and had and had to come here and start a, a new life, you like for them, like making it is being a server in a restaurant. For some people like that, and that's for yeah. them. That's that's they're making it. Yeah. You know, and then some people it's like okay, well, like you said, buying a house. That's that's your vision of making it. I, I've bought a house, you know, and and that was okay. I made it. I but then these, you, but then these hands get to going, and this mind gets to flowing, and it's like, okay, well, I need, I want something, I want to do something more now. Build something. It's, it's, it's. So, you, you can appreciate the fact that you've made an accomplishment, but it doesn't stop there. Like, yeah, it, if that was it, then what else you got going because on? Because if you think of it like how the how the U.S. is working now, and then like so, let's say the do- so you're so if you make seven twenty five like how the US is in debt and how our money's depreciating. So if you make 725, you really make $7 because of how it's set up. Yeah. You know, cuz the, do- the the the, the value of it's not it's like it's not 725 no more. Yeah. So if if you get if you get stuck in that life and you're content, like yeah, I got a nice house, businesses and stuff coming in, but when the market is fluctuating and keeps going up and you're staying the same, you're going to be back at the bottom quickly. So it's like okay, well, this was good, and 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 like, I've cherished it. I love it, but now we got to go back to work, and that's the mindset. We've always got to go back to work until you have enough forms of income coming in. That you don't have to look at your bank account, or you or you know like okay, this is doing this and this a month, you know, because to I never got a business loan like I never had to do that so everything that I, you see me doing is from my Gosh. pocket from me cutting hair like from a line of credit I went to a I went to a, a big bank got denied I went to a small bank and they helped me grow with just a line of credit not giving no big loans out interest rate Interest rate is based off of whatever amount is in the bank at the time. Like let's say if it's a seventy-five thousand dollar line of credit, and I pay it down to fifteen, well, I still have the rest of that sixty thousand to borrow from. If you get a loan, you're paying interest on that seventy thousand, no matter if you if you already knocked it down to twenty thousand, you're still paying interest on that seventy-five thousand. All right, go over that one more time because I am definitely interested in this. So if I pull a line of credit from a bank, and you have to have collateral. My like house, you have to, right? yeah, 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 car. yeah, or something, yeah, something like that. How did you find out? Like, who kind of, who guided you down this, or did you just call a bank and be like, "Yo, nah, no, because I got told no so many times. I was like, "Damn, like us, us being trying to be entrepreneurs, us being, you know, trying to make it, and then we're not educated, and then so you go to a bank, and they tell you no, and it's like, damn, like, well, 
why no? You know, okay, you need this, 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 and this. So they give you information. And then even if you do it sometimes, like, it depends on what bank you're at, like, you're just not always guaranteed. So I was like, dang, like, I'm bringing all this money in to this bank for you guys, all this credit card processing, and you're telling me no? So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to take my stuff and I'm going to go somewhere else. I went to, uh, I asked my, I had a conversation with my dad, and I was telling him, you know, like, Man, I was telling him that what happened with the bank and this, this, and that because, you know, I couldn't be like, hey, Dad, let me get $100,000. I want to open a business. Yeah. Don't, got it. It's not there. You know? So I was like, okay, cool. So I, I had to get it on my own. So I had to start learning. And then he had knowledge because that's one thing that nobody can ever take away from you is knowledge. He had knowledge, but he didn't have the funds. He, he had relationships that he built over time by being an honest man. So he said, well, you know what? Go talk to Randall. Go talk to Randall at the bank. Go talk to Randall at Citizens Bank. Citizens Bank is a small bank. Like, they're, they're closed at 3 o'clock. They're not open on the weekend. <laughs> they don't have Zelle. They, you know, it's like you have to call them and like, hey, like, can you set up my PayPal? Can you, can you set my PayPal up? Because they don't have that stuff. They don't have Venmo. Like, you it's know, a small bank. It's a small bank. But the relationship that that you – that that you can build with them, like a small bank, is it's crazy because like I went to BB&T one time and I, to get a $5,000 loan when they were pulling 3200 a month in credit card fees. They were doing, um, uh, they were doing like the credit card fees and then we also were depositing money into the bank. So I had more in the account than 5000 but I started wanting to build a line like business credit, you know, because that's what they said, start building credit and on that paper that when they told me no. So I'm trying to I'm trying to do it. Got told no. Well, I went to Citizens, 5000 He's asking for a few papers, ran the credit, gave it to me in two days. And I was like, dang, that's it. This easy, like you know, and 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 I was like, man, like, and and so two things I want to touch on: mm -hmm. the fact that you find the place that's gonna fit you, Mm -hmm. right? Like, if they keep on telling you no, you just like, all right, well, there's somewhere else. And I think that a lot of times. It's so easy to think, oh, they said no. That means all banks are going to say no. So why are you going to try? Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I need to just figure it out and do what they said mm-hmm. and then try try again in six months. It's like, no, 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 no. Go, yeah. go try in three days or one week, one, two weeks, and, three, and, like somewhere go else. figure it out. Yeah. Like, there's somewhere, there's a bank out there that's willing to take a chance. And that to me is insane. The second thing was you said now you're, there's, there's friends and there's family that are no longer around. Mm hmm. Because of that that energy, like you got to provide, you got to put value, mm-hmm. you got to you got to be on the up. Yeah, I think that energy and that idea is really intimidating for a lot of people because it's so challenging. Yeah, but it's the right. I think like it, there, I feel that it's so easy it, for the other individual to say no, 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 like slow down, it's okay, stop it. Like why are you trying so hard? Mm-hmm. You know, like in the valley they say that it's a a bucket of crabs, right? The valley's like a bucket of crabs. If you if you Crabs are going to climb and climb and climb. Once one gets to the very top, one of them is going to pull them down. So the, down. Crabs, the crabs never get out, right? Mm-hmm. But there are people, just like there's a, just like there's a bank yeah. that's going to accept you and, and help you move forward. There's friends that are going to have that conversation and be like, hey, you got to get your shit together. Or, yeah. hey, how can I help? Right? Yes. Like, you got to find your and community. That's, and, that's, and that's like when, when there was a head coach here at Texas A&M. His name was Kevin Sumlin. 
uh, we became really, really good friends. We became boys, and it was I was just like the conversations we were having wasn't conversations I was having with my friends, you know. So I started conversating with him, and then his friends. I listened to conversations that they were having, and then so when you start, when you when you hang around four successful people, you become the fifth, right? And then so the opportunities that I was getting by being in that room that I was in with those individuals, it started rubbing off on me. So my mindset and my, my our conversations when hanging out with the boys and stuff started changing. It was like, now we need to do this. We can do this, but we need to do these little things first in order to get to this level and then get to this level and this level. So it was just like how those guys were living life and having a good time. I said, I, I want to do that with my friends one day, people that I came up with, not people that, that came in to my life after I made it. No, it's like, no, I'm so hard on some of my friends because it's like they need to step it up, you know? And it's like if nobody else is telling them, then I'm going to be the one that's going to tell them, and we got to do it like this. I think the fact that you're so comfortable saying something about it is really cool because I don't think like I think a lot of times you'll have friends that are like, "Hey man, you think he's okay? Like, you think we should talk to him?" Mm-hmm. But you're like, "Hey yo, what's going on?" Let me highlight you you're, real quick. You're, you're gonna you're you approach it head on, man, mm-hmm. and it's 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 just fucking cool. I, I keep it's just yeah, it's you're comfortable in being who you are. The real, I'm real. Like people try to paint a picture of me. That like that I'm not. You gotta you gotta know me. You gotta know me, and and then you gotta see me for yourself. Because there's so many people that that don't. There's so many people in this community that don't want to see a young successful person come up. Don't doesn't even have to be me. Like I'm not even talking about me in, in general. There's so many older people who are stuck in their ways that they don't want to see that change, or that those younger people come up. That they start trying to paint a picture of bad people. Like I've been in rooms, I was like, no, nah, that's not even that individual who you're talking about. Like he's not that person, but they're Damn. painting it to somebody else. And then that's probably the same talk about me in a room with some other people, you know. And Damn. I was like, see it for yourself first, right? You know, because at the end of the day, I treat everybody the same until you burn the bridge. But then when you burn the bridge, then hey, yeah, I'm that person that you said I am. Like, cause I don't fool with you no more. But at the same time, too, it's like if if I, if if you're coming around me or if I see that you're not meeting your maximum potential, I'm going to let you know. And it might hurt your feelings, and I might, I might be the asshole when you're around me, but the moment that you burn that bridge and, and you get to sitting there thinking like, damn, like I, I really appreciate that man for doing this or saying this or doing that because it was people who burned bridges, and they hit me up and apologized. I'm like, man, I'm in your shoes now, and I, I, I really appreciate for the stuff that you've done for me. And I'm saying, okay, cool. Like I tell them to chop it up, whatever, whatever. But I don't bring them still back around me because, cool, thank you. Appreciate you apologizing. Wish you on, wish you success. I'm glad you feel that way. It's being, it's tough being a business owner. This, this, and that. But my circle is still my circle now. You can't come back. Once you're out, you're done. You always, you always been like that. Uh, nah, but. Since you ran a business, like, and I'm being like this, yeah, because once, you, like, for instance, like, just say if a, an employee leaves a business, right, well, you left that business, but now I got to focus on these other people that are still with the business because these people are taking care of me, so my focus is making sure I take care of them. 
I can't be worried to worry about somebody else who's not with us no more. You got to put your energy into the people that are giving you that's energy. here. I got to do that. It's here because that's me. Like I, I built this business. I sacrificed a lot for this business. You know, it was tough being a barber when I came up, and like I said, it was a last resort. People said, "Oh, you're gonna cut hair." It was a time I worked in a barbershop. I got the picture. I worked at InStyle. People will probably know me for that. Only Hispanic in the shop. Four black guys. Oh, probably 30 and up. Maybe the youngest 28 at the time. And I got a picture. I I I will show, I'll send you the picture yeah, later. Bro, you're going to laugh at it because I'm like young. I'm young, bro. Like look like a kid compared to these guys. And it was an era where George Zimmerman tried shot Trayvon Martin so being uh, only Hispanic in the shop people say this a guy say this to girls now oh can she cut our hair imagine when guys are saying oh can he cut our hair oh you can't cut our hair or this this and that lucky that my cousins was mixed that I was able to cut them on Fridays and Saturdays when it was busy like oh shit this man can cut so when the other barber started slacking or it was coming to work late and this and that, like even though I never had nobody in my chair at, at 8 o'clock, I was still there by 7.45. I learned from AC. He was there early all the time, on time. And he was like, man, he's he's busy all day long. And he and he's cutting Hispanics. He's cutting blacks. He's cutting whites. He's cutting everybody. It's, it, but then it's a black barber doing that. And I was like, I want to do that one day. That's what I want to do. Doesn't matter who you are. I just wanted to cut hair. I just wanted to express myself and, and see other people, show other people that what the value was, like how great of a haircut it is. Doesn't matter your race. And then it was tough because, like, when people say they got it out the mud, like in the barber career, like I really got it out the mud. Like, why is is being Mexican in a, being a barber? No, hard? well, no, because. When, well, sometimes it is because people say, oh, well, you can't cut black people's hair because there's not that many barbers at the time in, in, in the community that you think you go to barbershop, you go to barbershops back in the day and they say, can I get a fade? Oh, we don't do fades here, you know, and so nobody's really doing them. So when so when I'm in I'm in a black barbershop, only Hispanic in a black barbershop, their first mindset was, no, he can't cut our hair. And then, and then when when George Zimmer, Zimmerman shot Trayvon Martin, that was it was kind of segregated again, like people wasn't rocking with Mex Mexicans at that time, and then so that was tough too. And then so it's like you know you think of the going to the barbershop, you're joking, you're having fun, you 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 you're, you're jiving back and forth, picking on each other. But then when I get into it, or like if I'm picking with somebody or whatever, people was ready to fight. They were trying to fight me because I said something like. But then my the barbers that was there like Big Terry like would try to would kill it, you know. AC was like, no, no, you good. And then Jamie O, the barber next to me, you know, there was always it was always like, oh no, like, but he's one of us, like, like, like they put a stamp on it, like he's good. You got like, some respect. Yeah. So how did you meet that group? Oh man, I was I used to play flag football and I used to be in Pop Warner, and then so uh, Terry Ford was actually one of the coaches out there, and then uh, so I, I knew Terry just from. Just from coming up and um, out there playing playing sports, and Terry he still coaches the kids stuff now. Big T, we call him Big T. Yeah, Big Terry Big Terry T. Ford. Big T, he still cut. Mm, yeah, he's got his own barbershop. I think it's in a 
either Temple area or, or Killeen. It's a, and then a, and then AC has his own barbershop. Uh, it's called Elegance. It's on a uh, South College, and then now Jamio actually owns the N Style Barbershop. Uh, yeah, so this is great to see like people that I was around like still 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 doing what they love, barbering. You got over a decade of experience. Like, yeah, you've seen a hell of a lot in the industry, and the fact that you've been so disciplined, and I, I can't imagine how many heads you've cut. Mm, crazy amount. It was crazy. The reason why I opened my own shop is because I went from that barbershop. I took the good. I took the good. I left the bad. I went to a hair salon. I took the good. I left out the bad. But I was booked out like so many. I was booked out so much. People couldn't even get in with me. Like. It was like almost like three months in advance. Like you had a book, or you had to have a reoccurring appointment. Damn. And I would set people up on a reoccurring appointment because when I was in school, I was thinking like, dang, like how Pacino's launched that app. Like I was scaling the market. Like I was reading the book because I always tell people like, I believe history repeats itself. So think about it. When we before in chapter one before, barbering is one of the oldest professions in history. Sure is. Next to prostitution. Prostitution has been around a long time. Barbering is one of the oldest. Right? Yeah, barbering is one of the oldest professions in history. So I tell people all the time, it's like before we were barbers, we were barber surgeons, we were doctors, we were dentists. Bloodlet the barber pose symbolized us being doctors performing surgeries. The red is the blood. The white is the veins. The blue. I mean, the white is the bandages. The blue is the veins. And the barber pole, so you know when you go to the uh, the barber pole, so you know when you go to to get your blood drawn, if they can't find an IV, they start getting you to squeeze. Yeah. So the pole was when you squeeze the pole to create the that's the the, the blood, and then they put the pole they put the pole outside, and then while they're doing blood letting, the bandages that that were red from the blood, they'll hang them on the pole, and then the wind they start wrapping around the pole. That's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Huh. So, so I was thinking like, damn. Wow. When I left Insta, I want to be respected. I want to be known for what we are. Like, people would tell me barbering was a last resort career, and I was like, nah, we was prof- we was professionals back in the day. So like, how can I restore that? So I was like, okay. So I went from Insta. I went to Funky Chavo. I said I want to be more professional. So I want to do appointments. Doctors was doing appointments. Why can I do appointments? And when you go to the dentist, they was booking you on, on a reoccurring appointment. I said, well, the dentists are doing it. Why can't I do it? I love the mindset. So I created Mike's Barber Studio. I created, it, was, it was called this convenience of the service when I was at Funky Chavo. Because you had to have a mission statement if you're setting a goal. So my mission statement was convenience of the service. But when I opened up my own barbershop, it was called No Weight Barbershop. It's just like, oh, what's, what's no weight? Like, yeah. everybody used to be in there, sitting there all day long in the barbershop. I remember back in the day, we go to one yeah. house, and you just sit on this couch, and they're playing jams, and you're just waiting, like, two hours. Yeah. And so, yeah. it was like, first no weight barbershop, oh, what is that? And then Mike's Barber Studio, and we had to jump in. So, so one more time, the, the, the names that you went through? The... I went to InStyle Barbershop on Texas Avenue. I left there. I went to Funky Chavo 
which is owned by Priscilla Flores, and we're still great friends. I actually, I actually helped her with a haircut today. Well, I didn't do the haircut; I just talked her through it. Nice. And then um, she comes. She's uh, comes to the barber school. Um, and then I opened up Mike's barber studio, a little bitty shop, like seven hundred square foot, seven hundred square foot shop. It was four barbers in there. It was me, John Balboa, Jose Garcia, and and it was Robert Galindo, and it was then it was Gabe Ojeda, and then Robert left. Gabe joined the team. Then I ended up hiring Holly, Lex, Marisol. Uh, I had Clementine, and then I had uh, Julio Colocho there, at the, all at that shop, little shop. We had we had to leave. We went to we got that big twenty five hundred square foot shop. And you guys have been there ever since. Wait, the one off of University? <coughs> yes, the one. Um, we were behind the Fox and Hound, so where that development is now is it was it's a little spot, little right there behind it. Well, it was Foxham, but now we're on a big spot in University, twenty five hundred square foot shop. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. I thought you were, I thought you were trying to give a description. Now, you used to be behind Foxhound, and, and mm-hmm. then you moved over into this, this, this the big shop, twenty one, twenty five hundred square foot shop, twenty one barbers. Yeah, that's a shit ton of barbers. Yeah. You guys are always bumping. Like that's one thing that I noticed when I first got cut there. I was mm-hmm. like, this is different than anywhere else I've ever been. Like yeah. the, the jams are, are similar, but like there was a level of professionalism that was like, this is different. So, so what I did, what I took like, think about it when, when I was at, when I was at, um, when I was at, uh, Funky Chavo, we had a, we had a, I was the only man and I was the only guy in the, in the barbershop. I mean, in the hair salon, but I was in the back corner, had my barber station set up. The reason why I moved there was because I wanted to do appointments, and that was the only place in the city that like did appointments. You know, that would allow a guy to work with girls. Yeah. So, that gave me the opportunity. We had a a, a nice looking receptionist. So think about it: if somebody's checking you out, she's, she says, "Oh, you want to tip your barber?" and you tell her no. Like oh, you was you, you probably you probably was gonna hit on her. You was probably gonna hit on her, you know. Or so it's like you want to tip your barber, and if you tell her no, then it's like, oh yeah, yeah. How much was the cut? Oh yeah, yeah. Leave him ten. Leave him twenty. You know. So when I was there, like my tips was like crazy, and then uh, and then I was like, man, you know what? I, I love that. Let me put that in my business. I when I was at Install, I had like people that had like. A lot of money, wads of money pulling out. And, you know, our haircuts was like 15, 18. I do the, the most for 18. Guys pull all this money out, pull it in your face, and then it's like, okay, give you $20 bill. And they stand there and, ask, and waiting for their $2 back. Damn. And I was like, no, nah, that's not for me. Damn. Yeah. That's different. But new barbers don't have to experience that because I cut that out with the with how I built this business. You guys are also a little bit pricier, right? I mean, I don't know if it's different between other people, but when I first, I mean, back in, like, back home, it was like $10, $15 a cut. and got here and it was like $20, $25. And then I made my first bump with Jeff and it was $40. But I sat in that chair and I was like, oh, all day. $40 all day, right? All day. So when I I started, it was $5 and $10. And then it was it was like eight and twelve, fifteen, eighteen. And then I and then I left in style. I was like, oh, I, was, I told him the vision before because we were going to start a barbershop called ATM, AC 
Big T. So it was per- it was like it was like perfect that's, setup, bro. It was like it. The, so it was AC was his name Anthony Cloud says AC the barber, and then we call him Big T. Big T. So Big T and then Mike. So we were going to start a barbershop called ATM. And then you're in College Station, Brian College Station, where A&M's at. So it was like the perfect setup, yeah. bro. And then I was like, we need to do appointments. And they was like, nah, like, bro, we got the price to where there is now. Like, we good. Like, don't fuck it up for us. And I was like, I want more. Yeah. Like, we got to go from, and if we worked. do this, like, think about it, everybody else is going to do this. And then we need to do this. We need to be ahead, not behind. So I was like, bro, like we need to keep lead- leading because if we're not, then we're gonna be following. And I said, let's let's keep going, like let's just keep setting setting the bar, setting the bar, setting the bar. And it's like when, but you think about it, when somebody is content, like and they get they get that next level. That's that's where they're con- that's their being they're, the server in the shop. They're that's they're making it, yeah. you know. And it's like, okay, well, if that's your making it, well, that's not my making it. I'm still young. I'm st- I'm still hungry. Like I'm like I'm just barely tapping into this. Like, and that's that's a two years in, and I'm like, bro, like, where can else? Where can this take me? Like two years that's in. Two years in. Two years in. I was only at InStyle for two years, and I was at Funky Chevaux for a year and uh, four months. Damn. And then I did my own thing. Not very long. Like it, it's still pretty fast. Fat. It's fast because. I was booked out three months in advance. People said I needed to clone myself. Or I need, hey, man, who else, who else can I get a cut from? See, J- John wasn't in the city at that time. It was it was Jeff, Jarrell, Joe, and people used to try to like, like, make it a competition. And I would always hear like, oh, "Okay, yeah, that's cool." Oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. Like for the better cut or for man, it was just always people. You know how people are, you yeah. know. And I and I never just bought into it. I was like, you know, I wasn't like, oh, I'm better than them, or I'm better. Like, I was like, nah, like I was, because I was raised not like, not to go looking for trouble, you know, you know, if trouble finds you, take care of it, but don't go looking for trouble. So I was like, okay, cool. Like people would say what they wanted to say, but I'm like, hey, like, you chose your barber and you're here. Like I didn't call you and be like, hey, I got an opening this week. Can you come for this cut? You know, so it's yeah. like, hey, like, you choose who you want to go to. Like, I don't, I'm not into all that politics and stuff like that. Is there shit like that that exists? Oh I mean, shit, bro! Really? Think about it. You... There's there's barbershops in the city that's 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 having meetings not to talk about me in a barbershop because they were trying to pay me to be the bad guy. That's some weird shit. I would some, have never some weird guessed. ass shit, bro. It's it's crazy. Like that's a, that's a whole story of its own, and but. I just the re- most of my stuff that I've done in my career is making people eat their words because when you're telling me I can't do this or I'm or I'm a desperate ass pussy or whatever you whatever you calling me on, on social media and you're putting on your on your Snapchat and stuff like I'm not going to I'm not going to say nothing back like cool that's just you just you just putting gas on a fire cuz I'm still early this is I'm young in this career and I'm and I'm hungry you know and I only been doing this they say you 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 grind in your twenties, you build in your thirties, and you relax in your forties. Well, damn, look where I'm at, and I'm thirty one. You get what I'm saying? You're killing it. Cause I got goals, I got goals, and that I'm reaching, and that I'm working towards. I don't get up and I don't get up in the morning, and be like, damn, like I gotta go to work. Like I get up in the morning, like damn, like check check this off the list yesterday. Let's work. Let's knock this one off the list today. 
type stuff. Like what are you like? Do you write your goals down? Are you writing? Yeah, them down? yeah, you yeah. got to write them down because if you don't write, them, like I say, if you don't write it down and stick to it, a dream will always be a dream. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you think about it, like you put together that ring light, you don't know how to put it together. So what are you gonna do? Figure it out. No, you're gonna read those. You're gonna look at them instructions and. And it's going to tell you first step, second step, third step, fourth step, fifth step. Yeah. You know, we're we're so we're we're programmed in this world to just think like a certain way. But when you start reading, you start figuring out because when you read it, you you it's like instilled in your brain. But when you listen, how how many times somebody really really listening? Because I wasn't listening when I was growing up. So I started reading a little bit, and then so when I when I'm when I my notes are filled, my phone is filled with notes. Do you do voice memos or are you writing like writing I type it up. I, I I do points like I do I do bullet I do points like I got to get this done and I got to get this done. But I do points like I don't write it out or I don't do voice. Well, I did a, I did we do like a sound. recently I started doing voice memos, but I just I just learned that like I just figured that out in the phone. Yeah, Yeah. But, so are your points, are they done in succession? Like you know you need to get A before B, B before C, C before D, or are you just putting out all before of Before it was like that. Before it was like that, but now it's like it's like points, and I just got to kind of like elaborate. I feel like even if we're like me and Jeff was in a – we went to go see DJ Stein at a, on third floor, and I was like, bro, and we were just sitting there and we was looking at this this video – and I was like, bro, think about this. Look, check this out. I said, and we put this in our notes. He was like, bro, put it in your notes now. Like, put that in your notes right now. And I was like, bro. And then so we're going to run this advertisement in our shop. Like, we're already working on it. So if y'all still look cool, we're already working on it. So watch this. So think about it. Like, bro, it's a, it's a, music, it's a music video playing. No, it's, it's, it's a video advertising that bar playing. A song over it. It's just boom. It's just a their their advertisement video. Whoever shot it did a hell of a job because it's like it's it's like a dope video. I said, look, I said, I said we be playing music in the shop. I said you're a DJ. Stein's a DJ. I said I said y'all can put an hour mix together, and we run it like three times a day. I said, but we can we can go to local businesses and be like, hey, because we got a team of people now. Like Joe can go shoot the video. You and you or Stein can can put the song on it, and then so the advertisement is video advertisement all day long. From a, whether whether we're not listening to that mix or whether we're listening to the mix, it's advertising your your podcast. You know, it's when it airs, whatever you want to say about it. Like you and Joe work together, and y'all figure that out. But how we're gonna do it is we're gonna sign people up because I've been doing advertisement since I've been opening this business and people have been tying now before it was month to month but now people are tying you into a contract oh it's six months oh it's a year oh it's three months all right I'm been learning so I'm doing the same thing now so I said okay well check this out we're gonna run this video and this advertise whatever you want and it's gonna be played in the barbershop so what are you doing when you're in the barbershop you're pretty much looking at your the TV. I don't know, man. Oh, you're looking around the barbershop. Fuck, Jeff just puts me to sleep. I'm just laying there fucking out, dude. Oh, yeah. It's a massage. But yeah, no, no, no. But yeah, some people, yeah, yeah. if we have to wait a little bit, you're watching the TVs, right? Oh, hell yeah. So we're running so we're running advertisement of whoever's business who wants to who wants to be on it. And we're putting it what even even if they have a song that they want to put like a hey, my favorite song is, you know, 
whatever whatever song you like, you know, nonstop by Drake, right. you know, you know. Um, so you put that on there, right? We'll put the DJs mixing together, and it's just like because that 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 video was just playing, and then people were intrigued. I'd be like, damn, that's nice. This is and that, and I can and I can run you, and I can give you a deal for one shop, or I can give you a deal for all the shops, six shops or eight shops. Depending on what you want to pay, I can put you in the mall. I can put you in Navasota. I can put you in Caldwell, San Antonio, and in the Brazos Valley. Damn! But it's all depending on what you want to pay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it may, it may the more places, the more you know you, exposure that yeah, your business is going to get. Exactly. And I and I have my barbershop is filled up with business cards, but I was like, man, like I I, I always like to declutter, but I don't like throwing people's stuff away because they spend money on it. But I'm like, dang, like. Sometimes that I don't like how that looks, so I'm yeah. like, hey, let's let's work on putting it up here. You can like, look a little messy, but that digital platform that it's growing insane. And you can put it's... your QR code on it or whatever you want. Like it's going. You and Joe work together. Y'all do the video. He he gets the vision because he's a visionary too, and he's and he's how he's going to shoot it and and make it pop. Like he's going to do his thing. Is Joe a barber? Yeah, Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis. He's uh the one that glasses in the back right corner. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, yeah never, Joe Lewis. never talked to him before. Yeah, yeah. He always has that hair painted mm-hmm. color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Sh- yeah. Like ball fade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah that's Joe Lewis. And uh, but everybody that's on my team, like I say, it's they do something that's an asset to the business, and that's why the business has grown. But we didn't always have six shops, and we always didn't have twenty-one chairs, like twenty-one barbers. Like you, you talked earlier about price. You said. Until you met Joe, was the price was that you said you guys are kind of high. Well, we all, we always had the best. We always had the best barbers in the shop. Whether it was the four of us at Mike's, and then we we all grew up together as a team at uh, uh, at um, Mike's. But before I changed to the Gold Star, like you can go, you can go, you can go up the street in Northgate and get a haircut, and that third dollar haircut wasn't like our third dollar haircut. Yeah. It was like, oh damn, like. It and when people raise a price, this is why I tell people it, it hurts the industry, but it helps the community. Because wow. people's vision was like, damn, like that barbers don't cut good enough for, to be charging thirty dollars until you met this barber, or until you met these barbers. You get what I'm saying? And it's like, damn, like this thirty dollar haircut it worth the ten dollar tip. Every time. Hell yeah. You get what I'm saying? It does. Yeah. So so before it was we had 21 chairs, but we only had 11 people rocking. And then we had 12, 13, 15, 15 for a long time. It wasn't until last, it wasn't until around COVID, uh, maybe 20, 2019, I think, till we had 21 barbers. That's a lot of barbers to have. I mean, that's, that's a lot of barbers to manage. Tell me, tell me, like, it's crazy because to manage, you just said it because I was going to say that. It's to manage because there's people that are great at what they do. But then there's people that are great at what they do, but they can do more. And you see, the thing that is cool is that you give space for it. Yeah. That is what I think sets y'all apart. Mm -hmm. You give people their space to do their thing comfortably. And if you see something that you know they could do. Yeah. I'm going to tell them to do it. Call them out. Like, you're candid. Bro, it's crazy. Like, so... 
I was in Connecticut. We went to a bar battle in Connecticut, and there was a guy I was looking because before barber battles, like we would always talk shit before to each other, like on social media. Like we're back and forth. Like I'm talking shit to A Rod and Marcus Hatch and Papito because they're like characters and we're competing and and we're, we're talking shit to people. But it's all love. It's all friends stuff, you know. And then so when you go to these shows, it's like damn, he's about to do the same shit we're finna do, but we gotta we gotta. We got to up it like this. So I told my boy, I told my boy Rob, because he was my model at the time. I said, bro, you're going to learn how to break dance. He was like, when? I said, right now. Like, we was like, bro, we fin- it's the night before the battle. Like, we're in Connecticut. I said, we finna, you finna move these beds. Are you going to learn how to, are you going to learn how to DJ? And it was, and it's just like that. It's like that. Like, because it was stinging stuff on the go. And it's like, damn, bro, like, I think I can do it. And you when do- you think they can do it, then we're going we gonna to do it. You're bringing added value, and you're helping other people see value in themselves that they did not know existed. Yeah. Rather than taking it away to make yourself feel good. And that's and that's, that's what huge. I said. People gotta know me for me, not for what somebody is trying to paint a picture of me. Like because at the end of the day, like I'm not gonna, I don't need you around me, but I want you to around me. But you gotta bring something to the table. Cause I'm like I'm good. Like I cook out all the time. I invite. All to everybody over, like fam, my friends, they family, everything. And I cook, and it's like times when we cook and and we don't we don't say, hey, everybody pitching twenty dollars for food, and I'm gonna do this. Like, nah, we. What do we need to bring? Just bring what you're gonna drink. That's it. We got everything else. Bring yourself. It's it. They want. That's it. And and we and we have a good time. It's just like it's all love between everybody, and that's the greatest thing because. When you put those people around you, like people say, man, you be, man, how you, if I was in your shoes, I'd be stressed and I'd be like, I don't, nah, I don't. You got a community, you got people around. I got, I got a great support system with my wife and my kids and my, my family, my mom and my, my dad. Like everybody that's around me, even my, my in laws, like, you know, it's everybody supports what we do. So it's like, okay, well, fuck, we had a bad day. Fuck it. Like tomorrow we're going to make, make it a good day. Like we're not gonna dwell on the past. Like we just gonna keep moving forward. So when when you when you sit there and you you think like damn, like when you let it eat you up, it's gonna eat you up. Yeah. So I had to learn like, fuck it. We're gonna kill it tomorrow. Break through those barriers. Don't break don't, through them. Don't, don't let those. Uh, I was just having a conversation earlier. Do you know Luis Cristerna? Luis Cristerna. I'm bad with names, but if I see a face, yeah. So he was at Tucker Construction, and then he moved over to. Oh, I probably uh, I probably know him. Then. Tucker uh, Construction. Good guy. I mean, just fucking like an animal of a human who's just like we're gonna get it done. Yeah. And the thing that he said that I loved was today's a character building day, mm-hmm. and I was like, it's like it's not a bad day. It's yeah. just a character building but, day. Yeah. I love that. It's just that's exactly what it is. And you're not dwelling on it. You're mm-hmm. moving forward. You're looking at the next day, the next opportunity, and how are we going to figure it out? Yeah. Right? If this is what you really want. If you really want to do this thing, then go figure it out. Yeah. There's people there that you could be asked people. I, you know, after the conversation, I was like, man, you're right. Like, I need to be asking more people. I'm already like turning out like five a week, but yeah. it's like, but then now I keep going. Yeah. Don't stop. Like the game train don't stop, it's, it's, and it's it's stuff like it's crazy because when you're in the industry, like any industry, like, and when you set a goal and then you break it down to like daily stuff, it's like damn. I go to the grocery store every day. I see a bunch of people. I go to dinner every day. I see a waiter. I see a bunch of people, and I'm just like stuff that I do every day. I'm not even advertising my business on myself. I said successful people 
advertiser stuff all day long. So it's nothing about passing out a card. The way you talk to somebody, the way you shake their hand, the way you say yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, whatever, people that goes a long ways. Because so, there's times you don't even have to pass that card out. You say, "Oh, well, how you how, how you doing today, sir?" And you have a conversation. Hey, you know what is it? What it is that you do? And they get to tell you, you know, okay, well I'm a barber. You know, I got barbershop right up the street. You know, this, this, and that. If you can ha- carry a conversation, people will come and mess with you. Oh, always. Like the fact that you're you're intuitive enough and you listen, because mm-hmm. I think that's what it shows. It shows listen. that you're aware, that you're that you're conscious, that you are paying attention to somebody in front of you. Yeah. And that value, I think, is is I don't know if it's gone or if it's leaving, but mm-hmm. it, it it's it, it's extremely valuable. Right. That's all that sales is. It's like how can I communicate with somebody and then give them the thoughts that I have in an effective way that they can grasp. Yeah. And move forward, right? And then either make a sale, either I'm selling. I, I'm it, everything sales. Yeah, you're always selling yourself. Like you have this presentation, this this body, this the your mannerisms, yeah. the way you speak. You're selling yourself every single thing, and all the little things too. It's like, how do I text somebody whenever they come to the house, right? Mm-hmm. I give them a detailed message. How, how? What do we say? What What happens whenever we get to the house? Right? Yeah, the house is clean. The restroom's done. Like all the details are going to be taken care of. Because that's the presentation and that's who I am. That's what the level of standard we're willing to accept. Yeah. And so like me and someone, like kind of how you were talking, like me and someone were uh, one time we were joking because they always say he's always look mad. And I'm like, I look, I'm the same way looking like, <laughs> I, I look like I'm always mad, like, you know, like harder approach, you know? Yeah. But then when you approach us and it's just like, damn, like the way you talk, the way you carry yourself, the way you speak, like. It's it's different, and it's just like what's the way you were raised. It, you can't control how you look, but it's you can control what you do and and how you speak to people. You know, and you you can the 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 level of respect that you give to other people. You can control that, but not every like you can go get plastic surgery, yeah, and all the other stuff. But like, nah, like you can't control how you look. Like if they look like oh you're harder approach, like okay, well, until you approach that in person, then it's like okay, well, damn, like you really are cool. Or you really are hard to approach, right? And yeah, oh yeah, it's one or the other. Yeah, 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 you're one or the other. But, but like you have, like I love going to like a, a, I like getting samples at HEB. Oh yeah. And like the ladies are, you know, they're always just bored. Like we have a one, whatever. Mm-hmm. Hi, how are you doing? How How was your day? And yeah. they're like, what, what the, the fuck? Is yeah. Who is this guy? And they're like, what's going on? What are you serving? Oh my God, that's so good. Like, yeah. and then you give them a little bit of joy in their day and then that and, carries. And, and that carries to the next person. And the next person, and I think that's I think that's what, and that's why I am like I am because like I'm trying to make an impact. Like I'm, I live in this community. This is my community. Like I wanted to to be great for my kids, you know, when they grow up. So it's like how you talk, even when the kids are acting up. Like when I go speak to these kids, I really get on these kids. Like sometimes, like and I let them know, like because I'm was y'all like y'all think y'all stuck in a cycle where you think you can't do this, but you really can. And I'm living proof that you can do this, but you gotta apply yourself and you gotta want it. You know. I am the. It, it's it's nice to meet someone else, and I think you know. So my high school, one percent of the of the population goes to college, uh-huh. and then less than one percent of that population of that one percent graduate. And I have my master's degree, have my undergrad, my master's, yeah. published research, competed for Team USA. It's like. The reason I did it and the reason I'm still doing it is to show people you can do it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We're come from the, this place. Back, yeah. We're 94% below the poverty line. You can do it. Yeah. 
right? There are people out there, and I think that's the coolest part. There's people out there that, that are can. willing to help, that can help, that can give you a good information. There are people in my life that have assisted to – I would not be here today if it was not was for a lot of those people. It's, it's like that bank earlier. Like this, per, this bank didn't give me an opportunity, but this bank did. You know, so there is people out there that, but you you will never know if you never go and seek, because as a as a as a kid growing up, when you get told no so many times, like you think like, damn, like I don't want to go and be told no as an adult, because sometimes it's embarrassing, you know, and you don't have the credit, you don't have the income, you don't you're not doing taxes right, you're not doing this right, you know, and when somebody tells you no, it's like it's it's like a degrading type. It can, it can be hard and it can be like it, like one little fa- – I let one little failure mm-hmm. add, right? And then it's just like, oh, man, I don't have the right equipment. Yeah. I don't have the right computer. And then it's like, well, I got to save to get I, – what I could have saved faster, right? Mm-hmm. Did I need to go out as much as I did? No. But I was like, well, I want to go out and I want to be able to, to do this podcast. But yeah. like how – it's going to take me six extra months to buy a new computer mm-hmm. and then – when it, it should have only taken me three or two, yeah, right. It's just my priorities weren't straight and, in line. And line. Yeah, and I, and then like even to like now, like I was telling one of my friends we were talking yesterday, and I was like, bro, this podcast, because I'm doing a podcast. I don't know I if know. you yeah, you know yeah, yeah, I heard. about that, but what's it called? Uh, it's called Cuts and Conversations. I love it. So it's in, just like in the chair, you get in the chair, you know, and it's just recording of this stuff, like because what what really motivated. Like to start recording, it's because everybody was like, "Bro, like, if you had a doc, if you had footage of like you what you done so far, like from the barber battles to the working in the barbershop to the to the the business to molding the business to changing the way people look at the industry of barbering, like if you had a if you had we were recording that stuff, bro, yo, a documentary would be lit." And I and my brother, his his name is Melvin Bowser. You know he's he's been doing the, he's doing the movie thing and stuff too, and you know so he's always oh, in yeah. motivating us like bro like do this do that like go for it because what's the worst that's gonna happen? Somebody's gonna tell you no, are you gonna fail? But if you had a mindset that like I can't lose, you're not gonna fail. Like you're gonna make it work. You will continue. Like I bought it was like the next thing, and then you get so involved and you learn along the way of mm-hmm. what does and doesn't work. What doesn't work. Right. And then you just get to figure out, okay, how am I going to make this process so clean and smooth that we're going to walk in here, we're going to turn, turn it on, on and people are going to be like, oh shit, like we're just, we're, we're doing it. Yeah. We're doing it. Like, okay. So it's like, uh, it's like I study, like I say, people would send me people's podcasts. I'm like, bro, you need to do this or you need to do this. And I watch a little bit of it and I'm like, okay, I like this, this and this. I didn't like this. So I'm taking what I like. So how I do my podcast is like I got a green screen. I don't know if people have seen it. I got a green screen. It's a little different. So for sure. I'm just we're just cutting conversation in front of green screen, but my green my background can change based off of who you are as an individual. If you're a coach, we're at Kyle Field. If you're a basketball coach, we're in we're in Reed Arena. You know, if you're a quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, like we're there. Like, you know, all my friends that I've known that that I've, I, there was one time I had 27 players in the NFL that I cut, but where's the footage? I got the pictures, but like, bro, it's like, I was like, I like, I could be so, I could be so far up here, but I wasn't thinking like that. I was thinking, the, I was thinking about growing this business, not working, not doing my for myself. And I was been, my mindset was always, let's grow this business, take care of these people who's taking care of me. 
But in that that vision, that tonal vision that I had, that I lost, I lost this little focus that I could have done on myself because we could be, we could have been doing this already, cut some conversations. But I was like, damn, like I'm behind the game, so I was like, I want my shit to stand out. I think. That though maybe like in, in like you said that earlier like don't you wish you would have started earlier? Mm-hmm. And part of me thinks like I said yes, but part of me thinks like no, like I I wouldn't have been this guy. This as great as I am now, that's like the same thing when I was supposed to go back to school. So when I opened my barbershop, I left Funky Chavot. I was instead of me sending people to somebody else in the city, and I don't get no no return from that money. I said, you know what? Let me create a team that I can put people on, and I still get some of that money. You know, so yeah. I, so and that's I said I'm gonna open up the shop, and then I'm gonna go back to school. I'm gonna leave my clients with somebody, and I'm gonna go back to school. I was supposed to go back to school in 2016. I didn't go back. I, it took it took uh about almost two years to go to school when I wanted to, and then I didn't open the school till 2020. But everything happens for a reason. The same way that we got denied on the twenty, I got denied twice before on that twenty five hundred square foot shop before I got it. I got a call one day out the blue and was like, "Hey, the last buyer, the last uh, uh, tenant, she's not gonna no, no longer renew her lease. This, this, and that. Do you want to take over it?" And I told my dad about it, and we talked about it, and then we went to go see the the landlord, and he's talking to my dad the whole time. Boom. I have a conversation with my dad. Boom, boom, and he's my dad's like, like over <laughs> over the head. Like, I, I, whoa, 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 you need to be talking to him. Like, this is his business. You need to be talking to him. And he, and then he was like, oh, okay. So he thought he was talking to my dad the whole time because we have the same name. Like, you can't. There's no junior. So there's no way to tell us. We well, was at the bank yesterday, and she was like, like, how do you tell you guys apart? And I was like, social. That's it. <laughs> That's funny. Why did they give you a junior? I don't know. I never asked. Well, I think we talked about it one time, but I don't know. My dad just didn't give me a junior. And, go for it. Oh, no, no. You got it. Your energy reminds me of Buzz. Oh, that's my that's my dog, dude. That's my Buzz is my dog. Like like Kevin Sumlin. Like I like I, we still talk every now and then. I I still keep in conversation with Joey and and uh, Jackson and then Charlene. Like she always she used to check on the girls because like her girls are older, so she just kind of like got attached to our kids and you know I always wanted to check on the family. That's cool. But when I got started cutting Buzz, like he put the barbershop in the locker room. Kevin Sumlin did it. Buzz put the barbershop in there. That's insane to me. I mean, that's the coolest shit, but also just like you have your own station at AM to cut hair. Yeah, yeah. And that's like like that was crazy. Like Kevin Summon got me the Adidas deal. And then well well he set it up. What Adidas do? So I was with Adidas. I worked with Adidas. So every time Adidas did anything in the uh in Texas. Like they would call us, so I'd work with. Uh, well, it was crazy because we were just driving, and Ryan Lacey had called me, and I was like, "Damn!" I started crying, like, because when somebody says you made it, like, like I was like, "Damn!" Like, I think we finna get a break, you know? Dude, that's like, huge. Like we was going through like a lot at that time, you know. Um, young parents, you know. Um, we lived in a trailer house, but we but we did the right thing with the trailer house and stuff, you know. My 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 parents on the land and stuff so we you know we stayed there um it was it was we didn't have a lot 
you know, so, like, so but I, we, I worked, I grinded so much, and then so when I got that call, like, hey, this is Ryan Lacey with Adidas, this, this, and that, we heard about you, and I was just like, well, who? Shut the fuck up. Yeah, bro, it's crazy, crazy, crazy deal, and I was like, damn, like this, so we got, like, I brought my boys on, like, I brought my boy, I brought Jeff and, and John. No shit, Yes, dude, I brought, God. like, like, I, I could have brought, like, I, like, I, people thought I was going to, my wife was like, damn, are you going to ask? You you gonna ask these guys or you gonna you gonna ask Luis, and Luis is my business partner who I created Ghost Star Barbers with, you know who who done like you know, but he's in Sabata and I'm in College Station. Sabata's on the border. Yeah. So it's like damn, like like you don't want to hurt nobody's feelings, but at the same time too, it's like like this the future, you know this is this is who this because he's he so. We're doing business now, but before, like he was, he was doing this thing, and uh, and then he got TDK, so he did TDK McAllen, and then TDK um, uh, Mercedes. But before he owned TDK, he was working for Dave at TDK, and it was like, well, Luis has got Luis got his own thing. TDK they got their little vision. They got their team. Yeah. It's like I need to be creating my team. So I asked JB and and uh, Jeff instead of asking Luis and June, yeah, to do it. Dude, yeah, I just I can't imagine getting that call. You know, like that's yeah, bro. I cr- I broke down. Like I was like, damn. Like it gives me fucking chills sitting here, dude. Like yeah. I can just like I think about that time where like I got my first letter to compete for Team USA, and uh-huh. I was like, it's real. Like I'm gonna like I'm tra- like I'm gonna go. You, you thinking like yeah? You think like this is this is this like a is this like a a hoax? Yeah, it, it just it seemed like it still seemed it seems so surreal. It's like all of this work and there's this thing at the end of it, and it's like, like you 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 made it, but then it but you're not really you haven't really made it because now you got to show up. Yeah, now you got to do the thing. Yeah, now you just qualify. And, and, and we we were I, we cut Bryce Young, DJ from Clemson, Ohio, uh, uh, Sam Howell from North Carolina. Like all these guys are in the NFL now. Like we cut the top hundred players in the U.S. Like. It was crazy, bro. Like you're cutting them and putting them on your social media. Your followers are going up. Like everybody's uh, a Spencer, uh, a rattler from. Uh, well, he was at Oklahoma. Now he's at South Carolina. Um, Have you always worked with athletes? I mean, I feel like athletes always get cut. Like they yeah. always look crisp. Well, I I didn't. I like in, in style. I wasn't. But then once my name got when Instagram kind of got a little bit of buzz, I started hashtagging everything. Texas A&M, A&M football. Like everything, you know, and I, I was just only focused on football because that was a sport I loved. So I really didn't know these other athletes that was coming into the shop and getting cuts for me, you know. And I was like, damn, like that was such and such, or that was and my clients were kind of. He's like, bro, that was just, you know. And I'm like, damn, I didn't even know that because I was so focused on football because that was a sport that I loved, you know. And then like, and then you, then growing up, it's crazy because I was a, a UT fan, like I was a diehard Texas Same. fan, bro. Same. Diehard Texas fan. Young? You mean you got, you know, you got It's just, it's just every, everybody loves Longhorns, and I was a diehard Longhorn. I know, I know the ins and outs, you know? And then when you when you become, you start cutting these people, and you start cutting their hair, and then it goes from you being a fan of a sports team to you being, to you building a relationship with an individual that you want to see successful. So it's no longer about sports anymore. It's about making sure, it's about rooting for the person who's, Come and sit in your chair, and, and you want to see him be successful. So when people say, "Oh, well, who's your NFL team or who's your college team?" Like my friends, my friends are 
who's playing on Sunday is who I'm rooting for, my friends. And it's and yeah, that's it's crazy because like people would, would talk mess and argue, but I was like, bro, like, it's like, oh, you a A&M fan? I was like, bro, you still a Longhorn fan? <laughs> like back and forth. I was like, bro, like check. The, I was like, bro, like you're rooting for a, a university, like you're rooting for a team. Like I understand like how it is, but I was like, bro, you have no ties to that school. Like I'm rooting for individuals to do good. Like I don't. Mo, every A&M thing that I got, I think, like maybe for some beanies, but. Pretty much every A&M thing I got, I don't I mean, it's love. Like, here's a shirt. Here's some shoes. You know, here's some tickets to the thing. And and it was it was never bribing. It was just all, like, your family, like, we mess with you. Like, you know. I feel like you can definitely, it's, it's you know, I said earlier, it's about the sale. But mm-hmm. it's it's about the relationship. The relationship. That- every, every All day long. Like, all day long. People say, man, like. I be cutting people from ESPN when college football games day here. You want them to do good because those they bringing people they bringing big people in to the city when when the team's doing good like college football game day like you know you got Von Miller coming back you know you got Mike Evans coming back you got all these people you got Desmond Howard you Tim Tebow Ryan Leafy George Whitfield like you got all these people coming back to the to the city and you cutting their hair. All those guys are back here now? No, no, but I'm saying from when when A&M's doing good, college football game day. Yeah. Those people are, work for college football game day. I'm, you got Mark, Marcus Spears. I was cutting Marcus Spears. You know, ES, NFL, he works for NFL uh, Network now. He was on ESPN, you know, um, championship with LSU, and there D-line was, for the Cowboys. There was somebody said that it was just being a barber. Just being – bro – I had an argument one time with some people when COVID happened, and it was like, oh, barbering is not a real profession. And I was like, well, damn, how is it not? And I was like, oh, well, y'all don't got 1099s. And y'all, uh, y'all 1099 contractors, y'all don't got a uh, 401k, y'all don't got benefits, this, this, and that. I say, nah, I said, I'm disciplined, you not. <laughs> I, 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 said, I said, they take it out of your paycheck because you're not disciplined enough to do it yourself. I said, I don't do that. I get all my money. Then I do my own. T- I do my own deductions, and I don't let nobody withhold nothing from me, cause I do it myself. And I said the world stopped. I said you don't got a job. I said I said they still calling me for haircuts, police officers, and we can't be cutting hair. Politicians, but we can't be cutting hair. Right, coaches, everybody, right. And then when the world stopped, they created this this bubble in in Orlando somewhere, the NBA bubble. Okay. Right. NBA bubble. And they had eight barbers and six stylists there. And how many people did they have that? I said, so, oh, but this not a this not a real profession. But the world stopped and the sports is still going and they still need who? You got to look clean. We're essential. You guys really are essential. Yeah. 100%. Like, yeah. If we didn't have people doing hair, like, we would all look ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Just nasty. Think about it. Nasty. Think about it. If you're in the service of business and, and you're not – Keeping up with your personal uh, uh, grooming, like how are you gonna be a face to somebody's business? Then you just you don't look like you're you don't look like if somebody walks into my business and you don't look presentable. I think it's the responsibility of if if I have a client, it's my responsibility to carry myself. The best that I possibly can. Mm-hmm. That means sleep. That means working out. That means a cut. Yeah. That means shoes. Everything comes together. Yeah. 
because that is what you are getting. It 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 is a holistic idea. It is not like oh I only I only, I'm only really good at this. Yeah. It's like no no no. no. I, I need people to help me with these things maybe, but I I can't do my own hair. Yeah. But I know somebody who can. can. And I know that I what I'm looking for is the highest tier quality stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna find the highest tier. Because you think stuff. about it, if you're investing to yourself, can I can I can I allow you or can I make sure like. Can I rely on you to be investing into this business? If you're taking care of yourself, can I rely on you to take care of this business? And that's that's what these people were thinking. Like you gotta you gotta put yourself in other people's shoes to think about would if I own this multi million dollar company, would I hire me? That's how you gotta think about stuff. And I tell people all the time in my business, like, cool, like I want you to be comfortable, but if a business opportunity walked through this door and you didn't get it, the way you, because of how you presented yourself and looked, then that's on you. That's not on me. And if they come to me and, they, and I get the opportunity and you didn't get it, don't be mad at me. You 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 made the most with the opportunity you had. Yeah, you, you know, and and I think a lot of times it's not even like you you create your own luck, mm-hmm. right? Like all you, the time. You yeah, did all the that. you did all the right steps, and then now the person or the opportunity is in it in your face, and you're already prepared. Yeah. So people say it's luck. It's like I've been preparing. For I've been. Years I've been. Yeah. I've been grinding. Like shit. I've been working at it. Because I hate when somebody says, "Damn, must be nice." Nah, <laughs> you don't. You just see the. You just see the big picture. You don't see the tedious things that that it took and that that led up to this. To what I'm doing, that you're telling me, oh yeah, it must be nice. You don't see those late nights. You don't see me grinding. You don't see the times that I'm away from my kids, my wife, you know, my family. Like I lost a lot of my oldest daughter's life. Like miss, think about it, like, bro, being a barber or a stylist, like, you're there for other people's weddings. You 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 make their day. Like you set you set the tone for their weddings, yeah. their anniversaries, the birth, like everything, Business for meetings, ev- everything, everything, everything. And then when the moment time, with the one time that you're not there for them, then some people they they lose they lose their shit, and then they they get mad. But then you're sacrificing this for your family, for your kids, the time, the soccer games, the being late to the birthday parties, you know, the the, the family functions that oh I gotta work, like you know go to Thanksgiving with your family. I'll be there later on. Like do the, do those things because when you think about it, when, if you're in a relationship, there's, you get two Thanksgivings, you get two Christmases, you get all that stuff because you, the, somebody's family is doing it on a different day while somebody's family's doing it on a day that your family's doing it, you know, and you're making it for your family, but are you really making it for your wife, your, your in-laws family, you know, that, that side of the family. And I miss a lot of that stuff. So it's like, yeah, some people say, okay, well, then we don't fuck with him because he don't fuck with us. But it's like, damn, like I mean, I was, I had to work. Like I'm not fortunate to come from nice things, you know, to to have all, to have all this where I don't have to work. If I didn't have to work, I wouldn't have to work. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to work, but I have to work. But you wouldn't be this guy. You yeah, I wouldn't be this guy. Like all this, all this stuff that I've been through, and and that, you know, the love, the hate, everything. Like I. I I would never be like damn if I can do the, do this all over again I wouldn't like I would because it made me to the person that I am today. Tell me about when you guys started doing. Is it cuts for toddlers? Uh, or? for the back to school event. Yeah, the back to school event. The big one. Yeah. 
it was small at first. It was in a barber shop. Like we only had Adrian. Adrian was is a he he had a roofing company and like it was the vision was there. It was like bro, like we need to do this for the kids. And I was like, let's do it. Like he's like, I'll pay you guys to do the free haircuts. And I was like, nah, we're gonna just do it. Like <laughs> nah, we're just gonna do it. That's dope. That's cool. And the first two years it was small, like like it wasn't small. It was it was our clients only, you know. And then I I, I always opened it up to other businesses. And then my third my no, no, my first year was small. My second year, you know, I opened up to other businesses. It grew a little bit. Then my third year, I met Fabi from iHeart Brian. And then she picked it, she helped me get it, like push it. You know, and she she had connections within the city. She brought the fire department, you know, she brought um like uh the, the police station, she brought, you know, like the the city, like she brought a bunch of people to to come to it, you know, and she wow. and she she's really involved in the community too, and she's for the kids, bro. She loves the kids. Like tomorrow, they got that event. Uh, it's called uh, Keeping It Real, and it's for kids too. But when is it? What is it? So so it's a um, it's so it's kids um who want to who, who it's kids who sign up. They can go and they can go fishing. Like uh, they they push outdoor like activities. So. Uh, Ryan, uh, Robert uh, Molina, he's has this this company. He's a fishing company, and, and he's been in the fishing for the past few years. But you know, it's just a, a hobby for him, and he wants to push it and make it and make it his full time career. So he's taking little steps, and he and he's doing like a mentor thing for the kids to teach them how to fish. You know, they provide everything. Texas Wildlife is is providing the um, the uh, the reels, and they got other local business just wow. giving the bait, everything. I love that. And we we did the shirts, so we we printed a hundred shirts. So Ghost Star Barber Studio printed a hundred shirts, um, for for them keeping the reel on the front, and got the Ghost Star logo on the back. We printed, we did a sponsor the shirts just for the kids because, you know, it's all it's for me. It's about the kids. It, you know, I had I had never really like worked with kids. Never really had any desire to be like around kids mm-hmm. until I started coaching the young gens cab at at the at the country club. Okay, and it changed my life. Yeah, like being able to instill knowledge and like teach like emotional intelligence and teach like how do you deal with conflict? How, how do you how that too? But even some people is like, there's teenagers that don't even know how to write a check, and I'm like. There's a lot of kids that didn't know how to do push-ups Push or couldn't do push-ups, yeah. you know? Like, that was I, that was my space. I mean, for sure. But what I got to see was, like, I'm, I'm making these. And I think be, through fitness, like, anybody gets better. Like, mm-hmm. if you feel more confident, then you're more likely going to ask for that sale. You're yeah. More oh, yeah, for sure. step into that place um, or that business or ask that girl for that number. Like, yeah. You feel good, then you're you going to yeah, do cause that Yeah, because, like, working out, like, like I, like, I just broke my foot, you know? So I put a little weight on and stuff. So I was like, dang, and these videos, like... You know, you get like a little not insecure because I I love I love me, but it's like damn like I had to put some weight on like you know with cheeks you see it, but you just got to go back to being disciplined and, and doing it because now it's like like I'm still grinding I'm still a front of the camera I'm still doing what I'm doing but it's like that's not me you know I got to get back to me. You I mean, know, I think if you have an injury, it makes sense. Like, it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Like, you, definitely, it's easier to like get down that road and and not like feel. I feel like we mm-hmm. all go through that, right? Yeah. But I think that the idea and the, the the kind of person you are, you're like, oh, I can get back there, and then yeah. that confidence is you can't beat that. Yeah, you yeah, can't, yeah. You can't replicate that from anywhere yeah. else, you know. And so, like, being able to teach these kids, and I had one kid that was like, 
you know, he came like he was not doing well in school uh-huh. and then came back that next semester and was like, oh, he won like the best student, like the most the improved most award. Because they and just need like, that little push. And it's crazy. The, re- the reason why I do these back to school events, because you we talked about earlier, our prices are a little high. So we're not, it's not that we're not for everybody, but sometimes we're not everybody can afford the services, right? So I just wanted to be to. I love barbering so much that I want everybody to to get an experience, to, to get this feeling at least one time. Imagine that kid that can't afford it, like bro. That's and that's why I do it because there's kids that's like, see, mom, like this the haircut, like this this is what I want. This is what I've been wanting, mom. Like look, look, look. And it's, me, and, and, it's, was... and, and you're looking at these kids and you're just like, damn, like, like, I. That's why I do it. And I was like, man, anytime you need it, y'all want to get a haircut, come come to the barber school, you know, come to the barber shop. You know, I have somebody who will take care of y'all. Yeah, it was like, I remember my dad always cut her hair. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's that's all we could do. And I would always, like, go to school and see these kids, like, with fades and with highlights. I was yeah. like, man, like, I want to do that. And then I'll never forget, like, I got highlights two years after everyone else. Like, we could finally do it. Yeah. And everyone was already out of it. Out I'm of it the, today. I'm the kid with the yeah. highlights. Like, that's old. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. I see, I, yeah, that's, I see that a lot, too. Like, you, and, and they miss the trend, but that's just like, I tell them, and you see it now, like, the trends are coming back, like the mullets. But now you got the perms, and then they got the curly, and, you know, you got the... You got the um, the the Edgar cut, which, Edgar you cut. know, and about the, the, all that really really long hair, and and it's like all those trends are coming back, and you see it. But these kids are just following the trends. But if you if you can lead them to the right thing, like they're gonna follow the right too, you know. And and that's why I'm trying to work with Brian ISD. It's because I do so much for the community. It's it's for the youth. It's not for me. Like. We we give out and I and this and this what sucks about when you do nice stuff. There's always somebody who has something to say. It's like, oh, they're only doing that for the clout. Okay, well you give out you give out six thousand dollars worth of haircuts to somebody. You pay six you pay six thousand you pay you pay ten thousand in, in, in services. Like think about that. Yeah, uh, that for the clout. Like it's not for yeah, the clout. Yeah. It's 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 because there's people really that are really out there that don't that can't that don't have it. You you leave an impact that that changes a kid's. It, it, I think that you can change a kid's life after that one thing. They they, they that, come to that that first day at school and they 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 have that. You guys give backpacks yeah. too, right? We give out backpacks, school supplies, free haircuts. Uh, we give out food. Um, sh- we gave out shoes. We had a a a, a doc um a lice. We gave out did a lice check and we had vision. We had visions Dude. one time. Everybody like Holy we shit. cross yes we cross promote with the, we had uh, snow cones. We had uh, we had snow cones and then they gave out um, candy cotton candy. That we had a lot of stuff for the but it's people who that that same vision and they volunteer their time to do stuff like April second we're doing an Easter egg hunt for the kids and it's just like hey if you got a business bring us uh, some eggs and we put your logo on a flyer. That's cool. Yeah. Did you have that? Like, did you see that growing up? Like, was that around or was that? No, nah, it, it wasn't. It was just like feeding off of clients. Like, because think about it, like, you got a lot of clients that come into the barbershop and nobody really knows about their business. I'm like, hey, like, come to these events with us, be the face, show your face. And then people would, you know, people adapt to people that they know more than people that they don't know. Like, there's times where people are like, like I, I might want to go get a massage, but I'm gonna go to somebody who I know and compose who I don't know, because, you know, 
And, and I want to give them my, I want to give them, like, give, give them my money, you know? Yeah. And I want yeah, them I want to be successful. Successful. You know? Like, yeah. and, that, and I, that's what I'm big on. Like, I'm big on like, like small businesses, mom and pop restaurants. Like, I'm, I'm big on stuff like that because I know what it's, being a business owner in the community, I know how long, think about it. How many kids, our parents, our kids ask us to sponsor their, to whatever they got going on? And we, and, we a lot of times do it, but if you go if you go ask Chick Fil A, you know if you go ask Walmart, if you go ask you know Amazon, you go ask you know Best Buy, how many how many things are they sponsoring? I don't know the answer to that question. They're not really sponsoring that much stuff because they're they're asking mom and pop businesses like us because they know they see us they know us because think about it like if you, how do you how do you give a hold of the owner of Best Buy? The owner of Amazon. <laughs> how, you, how do you get a hold of Bezos? Yeah, how do you get a hold of those people to sponsor stuff in our, in our community? Yeah, you really can't. So, like spending money in the community, it goes. It's it's it goes longer. It goes. It's deeper than just you just making that purchase. It's much more real because we can put it back. We can, we can do. We can invest back into the community too. You can see it, and I think I talked to my brother about. It. They were getting. There, he was getting mad about like. How big businesses like that the way to go, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, man, the, if if you have somebody who like makes it and works their ass off and makes money and then like has these nonprofit or like do, they do these they do like, this sponsorships yeah. for these people, then you don't need that. You don't need them to maybe use your taxes in the right way, mm-hmm. right? Like you take control of it and don't let somebody else take control of what you want to see yeah. and hope that they get there one, two, three, five years down the road. Uh, yeah. You can put it together because there's people down the street that are thinking the same thing that you can just ask them a question. Hey, yes or no? No. Who do you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and that goes a long way. It's just like you can find somebody who who has that vision but doesn't, doesn't know where to start. And when y'all just help each other out and then that much, it just grows. And And that's where like – that's why the the back to school we do back to school we know like Chris a uh, Christmas we we do the toy drives we do so much but some of the stuff doesn't jump like other stuff because it was like what we didn't have the team we we had the time and we had the materials but we didn't have the team or the the person to to help to get it out there to make it jump like it like like the vision wanted to jump that's hopefully the idea with this, man. Like the more that I talk with like small business owners and even large business owners, yeah. right? Like, uh, like put somebody on a map. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the I, one uh, two different things. Like I get to have a conversation with somebody yeah. that I like. You get to learn. You get to have a conversation. You get to build a relationship. Yeah. But then also at the same time, people are listening. People are watching. Like they get to know who you, you are, are. Yeah. And 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 it's so on my podcast. Like since I I have that platform now. Like I've been cutting hair for like twelve years now, thirteen, twelve years now, thirteen, and I have some of these people been with me for ten, ten plus years. So to see where they're at, where they were at, to where we are now, like I got finance managers, I got accountants, that friends that are accountants, mortgage lenders, I got all these people that I can ask because I know where they came from. That I can, hey, let's share your story, and then let's educate. Let's share your story and let's educate because there's so many people out here that don't know how my how when you go by okay I bring a finance manager in or I bring a car salesman and one of my friends that that work uh, one of these businesses uh, all of them I got somebody everywhere so they can get all different views okay what are some of the st- what is the, what are some of the things that 
somebody who wants to be a first-time car buyer want to go and what are some things that they should know when they go to the dealership? Some questions to ask. What should they do to go there? Because if they their vision is to get a car, if their vision is to get a car to three hundred, but now you send them home with a two hundred, like no, I didn't go there for that. I want I want there. So now I got to spend money on something I don't want. Real education, real education, not yeah. like let's learn about what happened. Like I, I get that there's value in learning what happened in sixteen oh seven. I like I, like understanding history and how it repeats uh-huh. itself. There's there's it, like I get it. But at the same time, like, why are we also not teaching about physical health, mental health, mental. like talking about how how to change your oil, how to yeah. cook and clean, all like, that little stuff? Like, like I was talking to my cousin who's a vegan, and you know, just just listen to like how eating right has helped him, like his insides, like because you know he like the the every time he eat b- before he had I would quick have to go to the bathroom, you know, feel bad, you know. I feel horrible, you know, and then we started eating right. Well, it started being he, when he became a vegan, right? Everything changed. Like he doesn't have to go back. He's comfortable. Like he's like living life. Like looks healthy. You know, happy person. Like all that stuff. And it's just like, well, if we're just educated the right way, like we can change a lot of stuff. And not being fed just a bunch of like, like. Like stupid stuff like Kylie Jenner can't like like that like yeah I, I don't really pay attention to it so I don't know very much about yeah. it but it's like it's like shoved down your throat and all this like negativity the, the rap them. the rap music that people play is just like dang like kids killing kids but what are they listening to you know like you sit out all day then some people think about when you when you're at a movie right and then you you like the movie's so intriguing like it might be like. I don't know. You you see Mayor of Kingstown? No. You've heard that? All right. So there's like there's different movies about different things. I right, like Grand Theft Auto. Like yeah. No Grand Theft Auto. And, and people think they can just really do that in real life, you know. And so, but some people think that and they go out there and do that yeah. because it's what they're taught and what they're seeing and what people are just doing and they're just pushing and pushing. And then now your your brain is start getting repetition. Like damn, now I think it's okay when it's really not. But then you see people like you. That are in the community, from They're the community. Trying to do positive, you know. Trying to do good things for the community. Yeah. Like it and, and and accomplishing them. Yeah. It's like how can we do it, man? Like that like I've always wanted like, to go back. Like, how did you get started doing like teaching stuff for like going uh, going back to like the schools and like, mm-hmm. giving information to the kids? Like when did you start? Um, well, when I, I got asked to do my first uh barber class and that was that it was crazy because my and the reason why I opened a school in San Antonio because it was like kind of like Dustin. I, I I opened a school with Joe Barber, and he was like the first guy doing portrait hair portraits. I opened a school with him, you know. But it was like a little history. The first class that I went to, Pacino's class, he was there. The first bar battle that I competed in, it was his, you know. And I got thrown out there from my friend who Luis. Remember I said it was in Sabata. It was like, bro, it was like people see me from Instagram. It was like, bro, like you need to be competing in this freestyle battle. And I was like, nah, I'm just here for support. And they was like, nah, bro, nah, like, cause I, I was, I never been the, I used to stutter a lot. Like I still stutter now, but I used to be bad back then. I used to get nervous. My hands get sweaty. Like, nah, like I'm not gonna talk in front of a lot of people, <laughs> you know, or yeah. be in front of a lot of people either. At bar battle was a lot of people. That's crazy. That's cool. He, they, they just threw me out there. They just threw me out there, and then. uh 
I was like, bro, I don't even got no clippers. And he's like, bro, you can use my clippers. <laughs> and I was like, damn. He's like, bro, I don't got no motto. He's like, bro, look. And, he, and he's real, my friend is like real enthusiastic. And he's like, bro, dude, look, you just back of my head. And I'm just like, oh, I'm looking at my wife and she's like, well, he is you right. You can't say no. So, so I was like, fuck it, I did it. And, my, and I didn't even win the battle, but but it was just like, dang, like I got the experience. So when my next battle came in, I was not nervous. It was like just doing my thing like I was in a barbershop. And then and then from there, like I became successful from barber battles. Like I won all over. I've been on two TV shows. Like I've I done a lot in the, uh, competing. And then somebody asked me to do the class. And I was like, heck yeah, I'll do the class. And then I and then and then like how I've been running my business, Lisi Lisi the lady barber, she asked me to do a class at Armstrong uh, McCall for uh, and it was in Corpus Christi and I was like yeah I'll do the class. So she was the first. So Joe and and Eric Zuniga were the first to put us on like doing a class, but we did like a combo class, and I was like real nervous and stuff. And so Luis pretty much did the whole class while I just held the light. <laughs> you know I just held the light because it was it was kind of dark. And then, uh, but then I got comfortable, you know, working in the barbershop, being behind the chair and stuff like that. Then I kind of, I started liking it. Like, I was like, man, this is cool. Because think about it, like, if I can help other people, like, achieve what they want to do with the haircuts and, and like, and then now build confidence in, in them to give good haircuts out, I was like, dang, like, people would thank me. Like, dang, like, I thank you for what you showed us. Like, you broke it down so easy, so simple. You know, now I can charge more. I could go up on price, this, this, and that. And I was like, man, like, that was, it made me feel good inside. So I was like, you know what, I think this is what, this is my calling. Do you have different, like, do you, so you said, like, you're, you said chapter one and chapter two. Do you get to create your own curriculum inside your school? Uh, Well, so I use the, the curriculum that I use is, is my lady. But eventually, like, the goal is to create like, and the reason why how I teach I teach from experience. So like I teach from real life experience. I I went to barber school twice. I never seen none of my instructors cut hair. I said, you know what? When I open my school, I'm gonna show my students great haircuts all day long. I'm not gonna cut corners. I'm giving real information out, like because these are my regular clients that I'm cutting, and I'm cutting on a high profile people for my students. Like not just the regular person coming in quick cut like no like and then our conversations that we're having with each other and it's just like more motivation for the students and then then they see okay when they pull out that money and they boom it's like damn you got that in 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 30 minutes and it's just like and it's just motivating them and just motivating them and then it's like that's like that's like people say playing call of duty that's their that's their like that's their thrill in the hunt like my throw on the hunt is, is sitting back at my at my chair. I walk around the school. Hey, put a one on that right in there. Put a two on it right there. Use your shears. Blend that. Take that up to a six. Oh, hey, dude, clipper over comb right there. Hey, the edge up's a little off. Touch that right corner, and I'm just walking around the school, and and I'm, that's my throw. That's my video game, I and I'm it. just ooh, I'm just killing it. And then and then when you see them, and when they start getting good, and they're like, hey, Mike. Look at this, and I just I, that's that's just like for me that's just what builds me up, and I'm just like, yeah, like I'm I just creating. I want to see you in that space. Yeah, man, I'm just I'm I'm moving, and I'm a busybody, so it's just like, and I and like and I still I might be cutting hair, but I, I how I mold my like how I put people in different places is like I can see this one, I I can I know who's where, so I know who needs help more, so I put them and where I, where my where I can see them. And then the people who who don't need really who I who got it now, okay, I'll put them over where I I can't see them. 
the best teachers are the ones that have already done it. They they oh, they yes. know all those small things. Now. And I'm teaching from like I'm teaching everything. I'm talking about credit. I'm talking about you know how to how to get a deal. You know I'm talking about you know uh, buy a house, car, client retention, how to make thirty two hundred a week. You know how to make forty two hundred dollars a week. You know how to upsell your service. You know I'm telling you the history of barbering. Like I'm telling I'm breaking it. I'm bring, I'm instilling myself into these individuals because think about it. When somebody says like, "Damn, you cut hair really good," what barber school did you go to? Oh, I went to Ghost Star. Or people say, "Damn, who you are here messing people up in the barbershop? You know who barber school you went to? Oh, I went to Ghost Star. Which one? Which what side of the fence you want to be on? You get to control that, right? And I got control that, you know. And then so now it's like, okay, what can I do? That and I'm doing this. I'm doing this podcast, right? But I'm switching. I'm I'm shooting it three different ways. So I'm telling myself, there's no reason you can fail if you got three routes to take. You know, I'm interviewing, cuts and conversations. I'm using the green screen to vi- instructional videos on YouTube, and then I'm shooting my own stuff in my own school. So now I'm playing. I'm streaming my own videos all day long. So I'm like, okay, well, you can't fail. You can't. You're everywhere. Unless you allow yourself to do it, even with the podcast, like okay, if they're not paying attention to the conversation that we're having, okay, well, then, damn, that's a badass haircut. He killing that cut. How can I see more of that cut? Yeah. Damn, that background is dope. And so you're intrigued by something that's going on in that video, and that's what I do. Is I always try to say, what is going to set me apart from somebody else? Because I'm not. I don't need to be competing with somebody for the same clients. Like I got to go be doing that next thing or that next thing. Like even when you open a business, there's market price, it's above market price, and it's below market price. I'm always above market price because sometimes I got to show love to get some clients or to show love, you know, to customers. So I can drop that above market price to below market price and I'm at market price. But when when I'm already below market price and I got to show love, then I'm losing. Yeah. And I don't want I don't I don't want to be losing because then I got to be overworking, and I'm like I already did all I already did all that grinding like I got I got to be here I got to be here to drop it here I can't be here and drop it down there. Not going back there. Nah. So when you so if you want to race to the bottom, cool. Race yourself to the bottom. If you want to say okay, well we charge thirty three for a cut. Oh, we charge thirty. Or we charge twenty nine, twenty eight. Okay, cool. Charge that. I'm just gonna keep building these people up to keep charging more because now we I don't mind paying an extra five dollars for a cut if it's a good cut. I think it's it's part of it is the cut, but part of it is walking in and saying hi to everybody. Yeah, I correct. It's like, hey, what's up, guys? Like, how's Every, how everybody doing? And the first you know? thing you when well, somebody walks in the door and they greet you, hey, welcome to Ghost Star. That's that's a game changer because when you walk in a barbershop and everybody look up at you and they go back down and they cutting hair, yeah, you don't even feel welcome. That's not a good feeling. And then you walk in and go say, "Hey, welcome to Ghost Star." And you're like, "Hey, how you doing?" And then you hear that beat or that music and you're like, "Oh shit!" And, you and see- they say, "You want a beer? You want like anything to drink?" Oh yeah. That's and you're right. like, "Oh beer," you know. And I had clients like, "Oh y'all do that here," and it's just like, and it's a vibe. And you sitting there and you just like. Like damn, like this nice. It is a vibe. I love the all the matching chairs, all the new chairs. We just yeah, we just did that. Yeah, we just I did that. Love the, the so new it's chairs. in so it's in all the shops. Yeah, but Ghost Star, you, you gotta have them. You gotta have. You gotta have them. I, I, I walked in one day and I was just like, 
like that uniformity, it just it looks crisp. Just, yeah, just like a just like like a nice mid fader ball. Yeah, where you just look at it, you're like, ooh, like that looks good. Same thing. You walk in, and that that's what you're getting. Like yeah. that presentation is what you're getting. Down to the stickers on the door. Yeah, like we the, got an app, and the app store is and the, the app. Yeah, it's called Mike. It's called a Ghost Star Barber Studio. Okay, and then boom, it's, it pops up and it's Ghost Star and the app. I'll have to the app store. That. Google. We got an Android and an Apple. Hell yeah. Yeah, so and then it's man, I'm just a visionary and whatever makes it because it was convenience of the service and there was no way barbershop, you know. So it's always something like to keep people like coming in, and then so that's how we won best of the brothers. We just choice every year that we've been open. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, we be grinding like, but we that's are clientele is. It's it's very diverse because we made it we made it okay for women to to bring their kids to the barbershop because before nah them ladies was dropping their kids off and them back that's what, back then people had them signs that say don't leave your kid unattended or, or you yeah. know this ain't a daycare yeah but now you don't we don't see them signs no more because we made it we built that comfortable level where people because I brought I was bringing I had girls in the shop who was cutting too you Har- know Harley does a good job. Harley, Holly. Before Harley, it was Holly. You know, yeah. Marisol. I have Lex. I have I have I've brought people up. You know, and it was just like we made it okay for women to bring their kids to the barbershop. I mean, to have that level of comfort, to have a lady walk in there and feel confident and comfortable, it's yeah, it's huge. And it's, then it's, the kiddo, I, mean, I feel like kids. I got my mom in the front too. So is that who? That yeah, is? Ah, yeah. Okay. I got my mom in the front, like yeah. you know. And people, man, it's just it's all love. Like that's Mama Mel. You know, yeah. I can see it now. Yeah, yeah, I can see it now. We, we look like uh, yeah, we did, did a face swap on Snapchat, man. It looked just, <laughs> it just look, <laughs> we look just alike. Yeah. yeah. Well, what do you got going on in the coming like future? You said you always set goals. Yeah, like, I always have goals. Of, so now I'm working on personal goals. You know, um, I got a few personal goals. I want this podcast to jump. I want my instructional stuff to jump. Uh, I do want to focus on opening more schools and getting the financial aid for the students. But I got to build our presence now. So when I go to different locations, I already got a following. They're like, damn, Mike's coming to our city. Like, we need to go in a row. You know, so okay. so that's a presence that I'm trying to build now. Um, all right, we got TDK. TDK is growing. We're going to open another location with TDK. Uh, the, the other TDK, there's there's nine TDKs. What's TDK? So Two Dope. It started off as Two Dope. And then the acronym is for Kicks, Cuts, or Clothing. And then now it's going to be for Coffee. Oh shit! Well, it's going to be for coffee too. So, we, so we we just drop it like we're just being innovators because you just want to create like a like a positive vibe where you can just come in and just chill out, you know. Because for some people, people think, oh, them expensive shoes, but how many how many think it's a market for everything? Like people might like shoes, you might like weights, you know, might got an expensive weight system, is set up equipment. You got somebody else who likes uh, books, liquor. You might got somebody else like cards whatever like that's their memorabilia and that's that's they're doing so people who like shoes come in and it's like art for them you know and i just want to create a space where it's just like something different from other people but you can get a haircut there you know we get you fresh from head to toe from shoes socks shorts shirt hat beanie hoodie i get you fresh from head to toe dude yeah so that's what tdk is getting you fresh from head to toe too fresh 
too fresh. That's yeah. too fresh. I, can't, I don't know if I can yeah. handle that amount yeah. of fresh. So, so, yeah, yeah. The world yeah. can't handle so that kind of TDK fresh. right here, like, oh, yeah. this TDK. Yeah, so this is I thought TDK. It said, I thought it said talk, and I was like, that's badass. I oh, was like. That, that, you can swing it that way. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that there's so much power in the voice, right? Yeah. Like, you got to talk about it. You yeah, got to talk yeah. about your story. No one else is going to be talking about yeah. your story. Talk about it. Yeah. Until they can't stop talking, talking about, about it. Because people talk about it in rooms that I ain't ever, ever been in. That, so that's so big. that's so that's big, so but that's that's free advertisement, because when somebody's talking about it, somebody else got to go see what they're talking about. Cool, Who's do it. Keep it going. Keep keep it. Talk about it. Let's 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 do some. Let let's put these videos in this background and, and let y'all talk about it. Yeah. You know, let's drop these instructional DVDs and let's and let them let these students play it in everybody else's school. So when they're playing in everybody else's school, who they seeing? So now when I open a school in that city, it was like, oh man, I should have went to his school. Still can. You still can, right? Yeah, yeah, do, you still can. Do people yeah. go to school? You said you went to school twice. Yeah, I went to school barber twi- barber school twice. I went to got my barber license and I went to got my instructor license. Damn. But now you don't have to go back to get your instructor license. You can just start instructing right off the bat. Yeah, it waters the game down because yeah. think about it, people that come and they want to be a barber instructor, and I'm like, okay, cool, we'll do this shave and break this. Sh- oh, well, I don't know how to shave. Okay, so how you demanding eighteen dollars an hour, but you can't even shave? What your haircuts look like? Can you tell when? Oh, I I know the ins and outs of barbering. I can tell when a haircut is photoshopped, when that ring light is too bright, and you, you you can see those lines, but the average person can't see those lines. I I I look at through the I look at your station. I I can break a picture down and tell you what type of barber you are, because I that, I just study the game. Like I just that's that's my passion. So like. Like I know if you you've been cutting how long you've been cutting what clippers you use, I know what no. technique I I promise I no. can tell you I can break some stuff I can break some haircut I can break some stuff down I'm like oh yeah you using the babalus, I I can break stuff down because I I got fifty three barbers everybody cuts different everybody's personality is different I got the students like even when I'm cutting hair at the school I'm like hey y'all give me the clippers you want me to 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 use for this haircut today. Cause I, it's not the, it's not the, it's not the barber, and it's not the tools. It's the barber. It's the technique that you instill. I can cut hair six different ways. The same cut, six different ways. Oh, I can, I can do one side, one technique for you, and the other side a different technique. Okay, y'all want to do open close? Y'all want to cut clipper over comb? Y'all want to do shears? It's gonna look the same when I finish. Bro, I, bro, this and it's like. This is my passion. This is what pays the bills. Like, I got the restaurant. I got the bar and grill. I got the food truck. I got the shoes. But it all res- it goes back to barbering. Because I, that's, I know the ins and outs of that. Like, shh, on the back of my hand. And that's why I'm so passionate. Because there's people who open a business that have nothing to do with barbering. You know, but then they open this business, a barbershop, and they hire all these people and make all this money off these people. And then y'all turn around and pay on hourly pay. I'm like, nah, y'all go get that commission and go put that work in and then build yourself up to go to booth rent. Is that what you guys do? You guys do? Uh, well, no, nah, I, I, I do a commission. I do booth rent, but you got to take a higher role. But I, I don't really want a manager. I'd rather have a business partner. Because think about it. If you have a manager, how you, how, if you manage all these people and you're friends with them, how you going to tell them no? But now when your money's tied to the business and you got to tell them no, like, bro, you're messing up my money too. That's a different ball game right there. Will you invite new business partners? I brought Jeff on. I brought JB on. You know, I brought Mitch on. Joe. Like, I'm... It's opportunities to grow within Gold Star because think about it. The reason why it was Mike's because I I didn't know. 
I just knew like people. I said, "You need to clone yourself." Mike the barber. Okay, Mike's barber studio. But then, who's gonna buy in the mics? When I started, when I grew up, I was like, "Okay, who's gonna buy in the mics?" So let me go back to. I was in Miami at a club with some friends, and this guy was like, "Oh shit, bro, you're Ghost Star Barbers. What's up? What's up?" And I'm just like, "Oh, bro, what's up?" Like, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, "Oh shit," and I'm fucking in Miami, and I was like, "Damn, that's just lit." You know, I don't even know this guy, but he knows me. Social media. He's like, man, yeah, you and your boy, uh, the your, your boy, what's your L.A.? I was like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, my boy L.A. Barber. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's him, that's him. And then it was like, shh. Social I said, media. so when I came back and I started thinking, I said, if I'm known that over there, I said, let me go back to the roots. Let me go back to to what started this, the barber battles, the ghost up. I was known. I'm. My friend is Marcus Hatch. He cuts P. Diddy. He cuts Drake. He cuts everybody. Charging fifteen hundred a cut. Fifteen. He made thirty thirty k a week. Fifteen hundred a cut. A yeah, cut? he's P. Diddy's personal barber. He's on. He's man. He was on Super Bowl commercial cutting Diddy. Yeah, Super Bowl commercial cutting Diddy. Like, and and when Diddy was in the studio, and it was like the little scenes, bro. It's Marcus Hatch, bro. And it's crazy because Melvin Melvin Bowser. He can uh, he can attest to a lot of stuff that happened in my career, but. When I went to LA and I went to Melrose, I was like, Malcolm Marcus was like, bro, you need to move out here. And then I was, and then he started telling me about the scene and stuff. And he was like, bro, I'm taking a class over makeup so I can learn makeup because now think about it. When they need a barber and then they need a, a makeup artist, so you could just pay me both. And I was like, damn, bro, you getting it? All the skills. All the skills. And then he blew up, cut out every every artist that you could think of, every rap artist you could think of. Crazy from barbering though. It's just it's just a, a passion that he was, but he invested so much in himself because uh, you know I've been I've been on Marcus and I was supposed to, I was gonna move out there to Melrose at the Elegant Studio. Mar Melvin like had me convinced, you know, <laughs> but I just opened my barbershop and I was like, damn, like I'm gonna let these people down, and I was like, nah, I can't do it. You but, think you made the right decision? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, it's because it's your everyday people are your celebrities. Your everyday people who support you, who help you pay your bills, that's your celebrities. So, um that's, that's, that's for my big. for my vision, for my goal, it's like, okay, I'm doing the right thing because my goal is to be able to mentor at least twenty people when I'm forty and collect residual income of like five hundred to a thousand from each shop, depending on how big I build their shop up. And I don't gotta do nothing but just sit back and collect five hundred to a thousand a month from twenty different shops. And travel the world. I can be on my laptop traveling the world, just checking in on business. Okay, calling, seeing what we gotta fix when I come home. Okay, I fly to Colorado, check on the shop. Fly to New York, check on the shop. Fly to Cali, check on the shop. Go around Texas, and I'm just checking on the shop, closing, living life. What I think is really cool is that this is a transferable concept. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you're in fitness, if you're in podcasting, if you're in anything. If you put in the time, you get good at the communication or good at the skill. Yeah. And really get the skill down. You can build something that you can retire. It's, it's like a tr it's like a skill. As long as you invest in yourself, it doesn't matter where you go. Your value never changes because you have that skill and that asset. But if you work, if you become if you work the other route, and then you're a liability. And when it's budget cutting time, are you an asset or your liability to that company? Oh, he's been here, but he's a liability, so we got to let him go. And now he got to start from the bottom. 
I, my skill will never change. I can go to LA. I can go to I can go to Austin. I can go to Dallas. I can go to Oklahoma. I can go Miami. I, my skill doesn't change. And I built so many relationships with so many people is that if I can go to these places and I can have a shop to cut at. So I always have a I always have a job. So I, think about it. You think a robot is you would you trust a robot to cut your hair? No. Yeah, that might give you a good haircut, but would the conversation be there? No. You know, with experience well, all that stuff. I'm in I'm in a I'm in a, a career where I'm in need, not a want. And and I feel like I will have this job for the rest of my life because I I don't see them within the next 50, 60 years creating that. Like maybe one day, but it's not going to be the, like how it is now. You you're not going to have the experience. You know, haircut is. Be, I I cut hair based off your head shape. Your eye, like the, the way I line your mustache up, your beard up. You know how it complements your head shape, your facial features. You know, I do all that. I pay attention to all that stuff because that's what separates me from other people. So, a robot gonna do all that? Can't. They probably not. And even if it can, it still doesn't have that personal touch of walking mm-hmm. in and saying, "Hey, man, how's it going?" Yeah. You know, like that conversation you get to talk about each other's day and what's going oh, the, on. Where are you going it's, this week? It's thera- hair, haircut is therapeutic. It like, is. think about it for the the average person who's I'm not not the business person who's going all day long. Shoo, 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 shoo. And they're in their phone driving back and forth. But when they're in that chair, you said you fall asleep. I told Jeff this the other day. You fall like, asleep, this, right? This is the only time that I get to just sit and, and just, just... I don't actually fall asleep, but I will close my eyes and I just... It's just the most therapeutic to like your presence, but not having to be present. Like yeah. It's meditative. It's... One of my and we can have things. a conversation if you want. If you don't want to have a conversation, and you can just relax and do your thing, you know. And that, and that's the greatest thing about being a barber. You can have that relation. You can have that conversation, or you don't have to, you know. But it's the way your customer service goes from there from there on. Because when I was young, I was sports, sports, sports. So my conversation to the businessman was talking about sports. Who did? Who didn't even care nothing about sports? Yeah. You know, wrong. know know your audience, and you get to know your you get to learn. I found an electrician, a plumber, you know, a, a mortgage lender. I found everybody from that chair. So everything that I, if I needed something, it was in that chair. And when you barter services, you can't go wrong. I did the same thing with personal training. You know, like you meet doctors, attorneys. I mean, you meet everybody. everybody. And it's like this weird, really cool relationship where it's like, hey, come over for dinner. It's like you're in for sure. You're in places that are like I, I said, I've been in places where I feel like a degree can never have got me. Because if I'm if I go to like a like say like for instance, like if I was at a, a doing a certain thing, like Adidas didn't need Adidas didn't need a account, they got their own account, you know, they didn't they didn't need this person. So I was like, Okay, well they wanted the barber. They wanted his team. And it was crazy because when I when I shot down, I said, "Hey, they're ask, they're asking for shoe size, pants size, shirt size. What's y'all size?" And it was like, "Bro, what?" It was, <laughs> it was that shit was lit. Like, like, like when I got the call, I was lit. And then when I told them about the what they were gonna get, that they were lit. So it was just like, "Bro, like, just to just to share that feeling with other people is crazy." It's like, hey, you ever had a, a good drink? You just made me a good drink. You know, you know, somebody else told me about this drink that you made, cause you didn't, you didn't tell me about the drink. Jeff said, "Hey, when you get there, ask for that old fashioned." That's a good point, right? 
So think about it. So when when I started doing this appointment system and I was booked out three months in advance because I was in a barbershop where you didn't know what you was going to make. And it's easier to be content and, and, and have stability because I know I'm going to get paid from that nine to five. I'm not going to get paid from this unless it pays off. So I said, you know what? I said, I like to go to work knowing what I'm going to make. I, I, I grinded so much in a barbershop. I was like, I missed so much of my, my, my time. I took so much time away because this time you can't get back. So I said, you know what? I'm going to mow this industry to fit me, but work for me. Because I really never worked for nobody else. So I said, you know what? I don't know what it's like to really work for. I worked at Shipley's Donuts in high school, and I did a flooring. And I did a summer job with my dad's business, but that was it. Then I became a barber. Never really worked for nobody. Damn. So, so I said, so I was like, I got to get it. So I said, well, you don't know what you make. We're going to make from, from walk-ins. And you might, it don't, might get busy till 3 o'clock. And then now you got to stay till everybody's gone. And I might be till 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night. And you've been there since 8 in the morning. So I said, you know what? If I do appointments, I can control what I want to make from 9 to if my my I did a go. I said, you know what? I want to buy a house in, in a few years. So I broke my I broke the go down. I said, okay, I want to make two thousand a week. So I said, how much? So how much? I got? No, yeah, two thousand a week. So how much do I got to make a day? How much do I gotta make an hour? So when I broke that down, I was like, oh, that's only that's only like six six cuts a day. That's easy. So when six cuts, it was easy. Then it went to I was cutting twenty people a day, no lunch break. Twenty people a day at three hundred at thirty dollars. Damn. At five days, five days, six days a week. Grind. And and but because I was booked out like that, but I but I I I would be at the barbershop all day with walk-ins, and I'd be tired as heck when I get off of work, and I work the same hours, make more money, and I'd be booked all day, and I'm like, okay, we well, said, yeah, let's go eat when I get when we get off of work. Let's like, you know, let's go do something with the kids. Uh, before I was like, oh shit, I'm tired, baby. Like, I want to go to I want to rest my feet, but then when I started doing it this way, making more money, not working as hard, doing stuff with the kids, I had my life back. I said this. I said this is great. I was like, this is it's like this drink right here. It's like this drink that we're drinking. I was like, man, I want to share that this drink with other people. I want y'all to taste. I want y'all to taste this meal with this drink and see what it's like. I want y'all to do this appointment system. I want y'all to see what I want y'all to look at all this money that I'm making. And I can't make no more because I'm booked all out. So I said, I want y'all to experience this. I want y'all to go get this. And then they believed in the vision. They believed in the dream. And then look at us now. I mean, how can you not? You know, like, I mean, just how, I mean, you just, it was nonstop. It was no, there was, you were going to figure it out. And yeah. right now I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to a lot of this and like, right I'm kind of at that time where I'm like, you know, th this is it. Yeah. We can either go look for another nine to five uh -huh. or we can figure this out. If we can figure this out and we can study the market and see what what little tedious things that we can do that's going to set us apart from somebody else. And then when you do that and you figure it out, because most of, most of all these creations that people create is they figured it out. And if we can figure it out, Guys, like, then you're doing what you love. Like I get to have doing what you love. Get to have like, some some homies over, have a drink, share a drink, have a good time, and then just great relax, conversation. Like, yeah, learn from each other. Like you know, and then I think also help each other. It's like, oh, you need someone marketing. Oh, yeah, I, I I got a market. Like I got a market team. Like I just said, hey, 
well, I don't got, like that's the conversation that my friend Melvin could have. You know, you know, I got this person, this person. I said, man, I want to drop this podcast. I need somebody with to do a, a fire intro, but I want them to be from the city. And everybody was tagging people, boom, boom, boom. And I was like, bro, I got my friend Osa. I just we were just talking before we walked in the door. I said, Osa, boom. I said, we got to work. Let's work. And he said, bro, I've been ready to work. And I was like. Okay. That's the type of community you got. Yeah. Like, that's the type of community, man. Yeah. And I was like, I said, I'm gonna call you on Saturday and we're gonna set something up and we it might, might we might just have a conversation and I might just show you what I got to see if you if this is something that a route that you wanna take. And I was like, this intro is gonna be on everything because I'm dropping one with Mikado first, then I'm dropping the second one with Buzz Williams, and then I and then I'm gonna bring on some other people. And I said, So your stuff is gonna be on the intro to all this. He was like, bro, what? Wow. And I'm like, yeah, like, let's we, work. We got to talk about some specifics about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we can learn something from everybody off of their own experiences. I think there's these little golden nuggets that yeah. everybody has. Whatever you you have the floor, you're going to lead, lead us off, and then we're going to go and end the call. But with whatever you feel like you've learned that you've gotten that you would like for somebody else to, to take and that they can learn from too. Yeah. I would say take the risk. Take the risk a thousand percent because the only thing that you can do is fail and then get back up again. So take the risk. I mean, don't worry about what other people say. It, it, it's going to... You have to have thick skin, whatever you do. When you fail, they're going to talk about you. When you make it, they're going to talk about you. So take the risk and don't don't give a fuck what nobody say. Just go out there and do it. Be a doer. Be a leader. Don't be a follower. Just go out there and do it. Take the risk. With no risk, no reward, the most thing you can do is fail. For sure. Thanks, y'all. Love you. For sure. Thank you for listening to the Ben Navarro's podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and all other major podcast hosting platforms. Be sure to leave us a five-star review on iTunes.